You're listening to the Bear Sports Network. 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 Sequence. Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Live on the Bear Sports Network, it's Boyertown Bears football. Sponsored by Penn State Health at the future of healthcare at the future of healthcare.org. And in-home oxygen and medical equipment at inhomeoxygen.net. Tonight, from Memorial Stadium, it's your Boyertown Bears taking on the Owen J. Roberts Wildcats. Now to the broadcast booth, here are your announcers, Rick Hunter and Eric Butcher. Good evening and welcome to Bash Memorial Stadium as the 2-2 two two Boyertown Bears take on the 3-1 ONJ Wildcats. We'll be right back with some pregame thoughts after this quick message. You're listening to the Bear Sports Network. In-home oxygen and medical equipment are Berks County's foremost sleep apnea equipment specialists. We have a full line of CPAP and BiPAP supplies, including the area's largest variety of machine masks and cushions. Respiratory specialists are on staff to assure proper fitting and explanation of sleep apnea devices. We accept the most insurance companies of any provider in the area. In-home oxygen at 103 Lancaster Avenue in Reading. Call 610-929-2004. In-home oxygen. Welcome back to Week 5 here at Bash Memorial Stadium. The Bears are 2-2 two two on the season after coming back home on a two-game road trip. Two losses to Wyomissing and to Exeter. One win last week against a strikingly crazy barn burner against the Pottsgrove Falcons. Went to four overtimes. Longest game in school history. Longest game in Berks County history. Longest game in the pack history. 42-35. to Leo Egby catches a game-winning touchdown in the end zone, Eric. Yeah, and then a fumble. Game, Rick. And then right. a fumble forced by Anthony Famularo, picked up by Anthony Panarello. Game ends. Three hours. Yeah. Insane game, right? Yes, it was. It was really insane. I mean, they played phenomenal. Both teams were even, even, and you know the Boyertown prevailed. So Owen J. Roberts three and one on the year so far. Week one, they lost to Conestoga, 17-14, close game for them. They come into tonight on a three-game winning streak against Wissahickon. They won that one 34-27. They win that one. Seven, they win that one. And then they win that one. And they take care of Reading last week, 39-6. Tonight's the 60th time that the Wildcats are going to face Warriortown, and they have the, the edge on that. It's 32 wins to 25 losses for the Bears. The last Bears victory here against ONJ came on October 6, 2017, 24-21 Vicklin field goal by Declan Quileas Quile- as time expired. So last week, I want to discuss basically just a little bit about we get Ryder Garris starts out at quarterback, starts for his first time this year. We know he played a couple games last year. This year comes out of the game. What an animal he was, and what an animal he was last week, Eric. 
Yeah, I mean, he, he played a phenomenal game. You, you would have thought he's been playing quarterback like he's a senior. I mean, he really stepped up. He he took the offense, made it his own, and, I mean, they you, you can tell by the stats. I mean, Boyertown's offense had 300. I mean, I mean, they had 102 yards passing at 13 attempts. They were averaging 7.8 yards a carry. I mean, you know, their completion, they were 6 for 13 on third down. You know, one for two on fourth down. Um, penalties hurt him a little bit. But other than that, I mean, he took the offense and made it his own. You could really see a difference, I think, last week in their offense compared to the other weeks. So a lot more aggressive last week, too. We saw in previous weeks against Why I'm Missing and against Exeter where they didn't come out and show all their weapons. And after I spoke to Coach Miller, he basically told us early on that he had a whole lot more in the tank, a lot more to offer, and we saw that last week. In previous weeks, we saw more Leo Egby, and then last week, Roman Marinello comes out in the first quarter and he's running all over the field. Yeah, Roman had a fantastic game. Uh, I mean, Leo Egby, I mean, he kind of played decoy a lot. I I'll be curious to see what Coach does tonight. Um, but Leo Egby, I mean, he did have uh, – where's this stat set? So I mean, he still has 11 attempts for 36 yards. Yeah, I mean, but he pretty much played decoy. I mean, you know, Ryder Garris, you know, he had 23 attempts for 75 yards. Roman Marinello had 16 attempts for 67 yards. I mean, that's kind of unorthodox with Boyertown, in the, you know, in the first two games where Egby was kind of like every other play he was getting the ball. So, like you said, Ryder Garris playing both, you know, a little bit crazier on the passing and on the rushing. So 23 attempts for 75 yards, he goes off, and he's actually the leading rusher for the night. <laughs> Basically, though, they're throwing that veer option out there. Yeah. He's trying to adjust, trying to figure out when he should pitch that ball to Leo and when he shouldn't. And I did speak with Coach Miller a little bit this week on that and, you know, talked about his youth, talked about him being a sophomore, learning that veer option on when he should pitch it and when he shouldn't. Some of the things that we commented on last week against Pottsgrove, but ultimately didn't hurt him in the end due to the fact that he was gunslinging by the time we hit overtime. Yeah, I mean – I, I think you're you're exactly right. I think by the you know first part of the game we were commenting on how he kept you know kind of keeping that ball in there too long or taking it himself. By the end of the game, I think he was he he realized, hey, let me use my running back. I don't need to take so many hits as the quarterback. Absolutely. So he throws a couple passes early in the game. One to Jason Oaks down the sideline, big bomb, really opens up the game right off the stop, right off the start in the first series. And then we get into overtime. So we're going to take a quick break here real quick as we get ready to observe the National Anthem.
back here for the pregame after the Boyertown Band finishes up with the National Anthem. Boyertown Band will be here tomorrow night for the annual cavalcade of bands starting at 545 here at Bash Memorial Stadium. So with about four and a half minutes left until the refs take the field, the team takes the field, and we get ready for the coin toss, we were touching on Ryder Garris real quick, and we were talking about how he was gunslinging last week. One of the things I wanted to coach Miller this week, talking to the coach Miller this week, you and I commented many times about Brandon Shane and Luke Ordway. They weren't really using them very much. Tall guys out on the edges. One of the things I thought was really interesting was Brandon Shane catches a touchdown in overtime. It's his first catch as a varsity player ever, and he catches a 20-yard touchdown in overtime. Kind of learning the split end position this year. Um, usually plays D end, a little bit of tight end, and here he comes out at and catching a touchdown in overtime. So the Wildcats take the field, led by Avery Grimm, number two running back, number two in the area rushing this year with 661 yards on the on the season last year. And we will talk a little bit about ONJ. We're going to take a quick break here, and we're going to get ready to bring you back to the action and get ready for kickoff. You're listening to the Bears Sports Network. Before I go. So let's face Penn State Health St. Joseph is here for all your health and wellness needs. We have all the components to get you back to the health you need. Our primary care physicians and specialists see you soon. Our urgent care centers see you quickly. Our emergency room sees you now, and our on-demand app sees you anytime. Whether it's our primary care, urgent care, emergency care, or on-demand care, Penn State Health St. Joseph delivers the best care anywhere. Visit us on the web at thefutureofhealthcare.org. Bears are getting ready to take the field here, getting pumped up in the left end zone with 2.42 left until the coin toss. Get them pumped up out there. Ryder Garris starting again, a quarterback two times, two times in a, you know, one in, in two weeks in a row rather. As we get ready to see him, ready to see some fireworks tonight between Roman Marinello, Leo Agby, all the things that Coach Miller's got, and they take the field led by Brandon Shane, Leo Agby, and Ryder Garris. Interesting fact last week, Eric, that I think worth touching on. Ryder Garris goes crazy last week, balls out, has a great game, and his grandfather passes away earlier in the week, I found out from Coach Miller. So our, Oh, wow. Our, so he, he, he pulled the prep far, Rick. Pretty much, and our thoughts and prayers yes, go out to absolutely. the Garris family. It was Mike Garris, who I coincidentally got to coach with back when Ryder was in second grade. and um, So you know, our thoughts and prayers go out to, the Ryder, to Ryder Garris' family as they mourn the loss of his grandfather. And, he told Coach flat out, I'm not missing practice. I'm not missing anything. Took one day off for, you know, get ready for services. But ultimately, he was here and dedicated to the team, keeping focused. And talking to Coach Miller on Wednesday night, he basically said, Ryder's our guy. We're going to stay with him. That, that shows a lot of maturity, Rick. Um, with a young, with, you know, Boyertown has a young team. We've been touching on that pretty much every game this year. Um, you could really see them come into their own yet last week against Pottsgrove. Um, seeing them do what they did and stepping up and fighting through adversity and pulling out a win in that game, it really says a lot about this team and how far they've come in such a short period of time. It does indeed. So we get ready here as we're waiting for the coin toss. The captains take the field with the refs. One of the things we need to touch on basically about ONJ Roberts is the man to watch tonight, Avery Grimm, number two senior for ONJ Roberts. Pack leading rusher last year in 2020 in the short season, 661 yards, six touchdowns, 
only six games last year, so really a tough time opening that up. But ultimately glad that it was his junior year so that this year he can probably get that film ready and get ready for his senior season. So really tearing it up in the first couple of games of the season this year. I mean, last week against Potsgrove, they held Bronson to about 100 yards on 25 attempts, and he, he was he was Potsgrove's horse. Even against Exeter, I mean, they did – Boyertown has been playing really good run defense. You could really see a difference in how they um, played the ball, were at the ball. I mean, there were several times, Rick, we barely could tell who was making the tackle because they were swarming the ball. I mean, they're playing very good team defense. If they can stick up with the team defense, even Potsgrove, they had Potsgrove on the edge. Potsgrove had a couple big plays. A couple, you know, Boyertown made a couple missteps, a couple slips, bad ref calls. I mean, that stuff comes. But, again, they really stepped up and and won the game. I mean, I don't know what else to say. So the front four really showing a lot of power. They started that against Wyatt Missing. Coach Bob Wolfram up at Wyatt Missing basically said, they outplayed us in the front. We just beat them on size and talent. So the Boyertown defense really showing what they got. Now watching film this week on Avery Grimm and talking to Coach, basically if Avery Grimm – makes it to the second level and hits the seam, he's going to be gone. So I feel comfortable in the fact that we have Roman Marinello back there at safety, Brandon Shane's back there at safety, we can catch him. But hopefully he doesn't even get to that point because you got the linebackers are pretty stout right now in the middle for Boyertown. Yeah, I mean, you have you know, you know, you have Anthony Panarello. I mean, your starting quarterback that's now just your starting middle he's linebacker. Your middle I linebacker. Mean, he, he's going to be playing with a chip on his shoulder. I mean, he – and again, you're saying – So Boyertown will receive – to start this one off. Kick it high, let it fly. Owen Jay in the air, nice long deep. Jason Oaks takes it at the 20. Slips two tackles up to the 30. Slips one more tackle, gets brought back down. He's gonna be taken back all the way back to the 25. So Boyertown will start this one off at their own 25 yard line tonight. Boyertown in their home black jerseys, white helmets. Be moving from right to left in the first quarter. Owen Jay Roberts, their traditional red and white. Whites. Uniforms tonight with the red helmets. Ryder Garris will lead them to the field. And we have our traditional trio in there with Luke Ed, uh, Leo Egby, Merman Marinello, Jason Oaks, Brandon Shane to the right side, split far wide. Romanaro split, Romanello split far right now in the slot. Garris in the gun. Quick snap. He's coming out throwing. Right to Luke Ordway, up to the 35, up to the 40. Almost up to midfield, he's going to be brought down at the 45-yard line. So we talked about this. We're not seeing anything from Wardway. We're not seeing much from Shane. And here we are, first play of the game. We're coming right out of the gun. Coach, coach sees it. Um, you can see it. He did the same thing last week. Did that two, you know, double split out, one back set with, you know, with uh, Leo Egby, and throws throws a nice comeback. I mean, that was a beautiful pass. And he was even dragging people down the field. He gained an extra five yards by dragging people. So we got to see what Coach Miller's going to do here tonight, but he's coming out like gunslinging right off the bat, very aggressive. Jason Oaks split far left, Egby in the backfield. Cole, you savage in, Egby, quick pitch to the right, up the middle, up to the 50. He's going to break free, down to the 40, 35, 230, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown number two, Leo Egby. The Bears will strike first, second play of the game. Here we go, Boyertown, with 11-21 to play in the first quarter. Leo Egby just put you on the board. Rick, now we've been saying it. Koyu Savage is a blocking fullback. 
That kid just made a beautiful block to free Egby. And again, to touch on what you said in the beginning of it, we have to watch Grimm because if he gets to the second level, he's going to break out. I hate to say it, but Leo Egby's the same way. And Boyertown's defense plays against Leo Egby the whole Foskey puts a foot into this one for the extra point, and it is straight through the middle of the uprights. So Boyertown up 7-0 at the beginning of this one. Two plays in, 11-21 left to play in the first quarter. We're going to take a quick break. Stay right there. You're listening to the Bears Sports Network. Seasons Cafe in Flying Hill scratches your gourmet itch. Chef Joe Church has been serving Redding's culinary community for 35 years with delicacies like sea bass, Norwegian trout, galamad, and the house favorite, sautéed soft-shell crabs. Seasons has a TripAdvisor rating of 4.9 out of 5 and serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner Wednesday to Sunday with a Sunday brunch to live for. That's Seasons Cafe in the Flying Hills Center. Check us out on Facebook for hours of operation. Foskey sets the tee here. Bears up 7-0 right off the bat here. Two plays into this one. ONJ set to receive. Kolya Savage right next to him there as Zach Foskey getting some action early in this one. He's going to put a foot through it. Low squib kick down to about the five-yard line, picked up. Coming up the right sideline at the 25 and brought down quickly right at the 26-yard line. It's like brought down by Gavin Chamberlain. Yes. Who is, was instrumental last week. We keep, yeah. we keep saying his name a lot. A lot of in terms of this, you hear a lot of in terms of the superstars that you would think of, the Leo Egbees, the Roman Marinellos, the Panarellos, but Gavin Chamberlain just keeps sneaking his name in there. We've got to keep an eye on this kid as the game progresses yeah, here I mean, tonight. You, you, saw it, you, saw, you saw it against Potsgrove. I mean, you kind of had, you had a little bit of everybody stepping up and, you know, and doing their due diligence in this game. So a quick handoff up the middle, and there's Avery. He's going to break free. We talked about it. He's down to the 40, 35-30, 25 15 10-5. Touchdown first play for Owen J. Looks like we're going to have a repeat as we did, as we did yeah. what we did last week. I mean, week. again, the offensive line just took it to defense. I think Boyertown was a little bit on their heels, you know, maybe a little bit overzealous because they just scored a touchdown, thought they had it in the bag. Hey, it's an even ball game again, Rick. This is the same way we started with Pottsgrove. Are we going to be here for a while? Yeah, tonight? so Avery Grimm punches one in for Owen Jay. Gets set to kick this one away for the extra point. Boyertown set to block this one. Kick is up, straight through the uprights. And we got a seven all ball game to start this one out with only 11.03 to play in the first quarter. We're three plays into this game and we got a 7-7 ball game, so stay right here. We got a barn burner again tonight here in Boyertown. You're listening to the Bears Sports Network. Up to US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo GOAT G-O-A-T Acronym stands for greatest of all time, as in 
spaghetti sandwiches for dinner? They're my fave. Dad, you're the GOAT. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. 7-0 ball game here at Bash Memorial Stadium tonight. 11.03 left to play in the first quarter. We're barely into this one, and we got a lot of action here tonight, Eric. Yeah, I mean, two great running backs this game, and I was just saying, you know, like I said earlier, Get the running backs to the second level, and they're going to go. And that's exactly what you see. Egby did it. Now Grimm did it. I mean, it's going to be a back-and-forth game. I mean, this might come down to whoever has the ball last, Rick. Oh, and Jay set to kick this one away. Jason Oaks back deep. Marinello up at the 20-yard line. Egby at the 30. It's a high, short kick. It's going to be taken at the 23-yard line. Roman Marinello is going to jump on it. Looks like it was a fumble, bobbled around. The call is ONJ ball. Wildcats recover on the kickoff fumble, and they're going to take over at the Boyertown 21-yard line. Not a good spot to start out for Boyertown here defending this one with what we just saw in the last series. And you could kind of see, Rick, that was a kind of probably a different kick than they're used to. Some of the people on kickoff may not be used to catching the ball. One of their players was kind of not sure if he should take it or not. And ONJ had good, you know, good kick coverage. I mean, this is on. Let's see what the defense can do here. Quarterback Michael Reed, Jr., out of the gun. Avery Grimm in motion left. Two split. He's back to pass. Looking for Grimm deep in the end zone. Overthrows him. I'll tell you, it was there. Coverage was not the greatest. No. And had you, him. And you can see, I think Reed is very comfortable with Grimm. He didn't really even look anywhere else. So, I mean, two offensive plays from O&J. One, Grimm scored a touchdown. The second one, it was a pass to Grimm. I think, you know, it's a little too early to say, but I kind of think Grimm's, Grimm's their guy, Rick. <laughs> He's the Leo Egby of O&J. So, Reed in the gun. Little Boardtown shift on the line. Yeah. Twins right. Out of the gun. Quick snap. Handoff up the middle. A little draw play. Take him up for about five yards on the play. Brought down by Roman Marinello, Anthony Panarello. So it'll be second and about, or third and about five with 10.37 to play in the first quarter. Some line switch here as Cole Marinello comes on the field. Defensive end for Boyertown. Kate Sennett split far left, defending, reading the gun. Motion right to left. Brandon Shane will move with him. Grimm up the middle. He'll take it for about three and be brought down in the secondary by Panarello. So we'll bring up a fourth down for Owen Jay here and we'll see what kind of decision that they got they're gonna make here, whether they're gonna try and kick this one through. We know we see he's got the leg for it. Yeah. Yeah, no, their kicker did have some leg. I was watching him in the beginning, you know, beginning of the game, uh, before you know pre-game warm-ups. He does have some leg on him. I so mean, this distance isn't out of his reach. No, it's not. So they'll put the trust in the offense. They'll go trips left, one receiver to the right. Quick pitch, brought down for about a three-yard loss by a host of Boyertown, and that'll be a turnover on down. So what looked catastrophic on a kickoff 
ends up being Bordertown's defense showing strong. Anthony Famulero coming up big on that play with a sack in the backfield. Not so much a sack, but a quick pitch. Quarterback Reed gets hit in the backfield as he pitches it. Knew he was going to get blindsided. Pitches it out, and he goes nowhere. That so. was, if, if you ever want to see a way to cover the option, that was exactly how you need to do it. The defensive end takes quarterback. Garris under center. Running out of the eye. Shane in Norway on the outside. Quick handoff off tackle right side to Eggby. He might get two or three on that carry. Yeah, I mean, but like I was saying earlier, that was pitcher perfect option coverage. Defensive end takes quarterback. Outside linebacker takes running back. Defensive end hit the quarterback, causing the pitch. Outside linebacker was right there to make the tackle. That was pitcher perfect. And if you see, Jason Oaks is there on the corner, doesn't bite. Yeah. Comes up, and he's got contain and seal to make sure it doesn't go any further. And again, after the first hit, there was about five other Boyertown players there. They're really going to the ball. So Garris out of the gun, Marinello in motion. Garris is back to pass. He's got a quick pass to Roman Marinello. Might only get about three on the play there. So back to the quick passes to Marinello that we saw two and three weeks ago. We didn't see it last week, but we have seen it in the past, and now they're coming back to it. I mean, Rick, we've had four offensive plays from Boyertown, two runs, two passes. I mean, I think it, it, the coach sticks like this. I mean, I think he's seen it last week, throwing a little pass in and there. Each week it seems like we keep saying pass the ball, pass the ball, and he keeps doing it. I mean, it's there. Garrett snaps out of the gun, quick pitch to Eggby. It's on a third and three. Eggby takes the corner. Might be enough for a first down. Let's see if we're moving the chains here. Yeah, that's a close one. He had very really good blocking again. We said and this last week. We said this last week against Cosgrove. His wide receivers can block. This whole Boyertown team can block. Eggby can block. Shane can block. You know, Ordway can block. All of all these players are blocking very well. Watch them block the edge right there. Just give them a little bit of run to move room to move out there. The tight end cracks down on that play and gives them a little bit of room. So that'll move the chains for a first and ten for Boyertown. They'll go Twins left. Garrison the gun, Eggby next to him to the left. Motion Marinello right to left. Quick pitch around the end to Roman Marinello. He's up to the 30, hitting the sideline. Stiff arm up to about the 35-yard line. So a quick, now we're going back to Marinello. Eggby, Marinello started out with the pass to Ordway. Uh, again, I, I'm going to say it, and I have to say it. Leo Eggby just took out three of the defenders with a nice block. There's no way that that ball gets broken like that for like five six yards without a key block by Eggby but again we're calling the whole roster it's like the whole roster is playing is. the game it is it is so Garris in the gun on a second and four with 809 to play in the first Garris quick pitch again out to Eggby he's gonna fumble in the backfield Garris will have to jump on that's, this one that's good good read by the quarterback on that you know he he kept his eyes on a swivel even though he you know pitched a ball and he was able to cover it up and retain you know retain the ball they only lost a few yards, not bad. So Garris, I mean, you're talking about a young quarterback here, and I know from coaching you know, younger kids that when you do that quick pitch, the quarterback kind of peels out, looks away. Yep. On this one, Garris sees it through, watches the play, picks up the fumble, or, you know, is there to recover. Honestly, I think he just wanted to see Eggby run the ball like everybody else. <laughs> so Garris in the gun, and now we got a flag. That might be on Coach, Coach Miller. Because <laughs> Coach Miller was in that ref's ear. I'm thinking that's Coach Miller there on that one. So that might be personal foul. And Coach Miller's still going after him. 
You, I, I, I got to tell you, I love the tenacity of Coach Miller. It's just, fantastic. But just in talking to him this week. Oh, they're, they're gonna, waving it off. They're going to wave off the flag. But just in talking to Coach Miller this week, one thing I wanted to touch on was that he gets into Pots Group. He's getting ready to head into overtime. The refs are trying to figure out what overtime is, and he, he eventually explained to me that. We all kind of a, Yeah, a little mix up there. But he told me that he knew once they hit overtime that his boys were going to win this game. He absolutely knew they were going to win this game. He told me flat out, he said, Roman Marinello had the look in his eyes where he knew that they were going to win that game and it was going to come down to the wire, but they were going to fight all the way through. I'll tell you what, all of the coaches are fired up. I mean, actually one of the coaches we played with, Rick, the, the, the line coach, Coach Henley, I mean, he was always very excited and fired up. I mean, you can see it on the sidelines. They're all fired up. And I think the coaches' tenacity, all of the coaches as a group, is really rubbing off on the players. These players have a no quit. Until the final whistle, they're playing the game and trying to win this game. Well, I think something happened here on the sideline with Roman Arenello. He puts out the stiff arm and gets brought down there, and I think we, we see something happen down there at some point that the ref missed. I don't know if it was a late hit on the sidelines. Kind of hard to see over the team. So Garrison the gun, we're back at it. He drops back to pass. He's got a blitz coming. I see a flag down the field. And incomplete for Brandon Shane, but there's a flag in the backfield, and we're going to see what this is about. My guess, I got a hold on Boyertown. 7.25 to play in the first 7-7 ball game. So the, ref, the refs play a key role again in this game, just like they did in the beginning of the Pottsgrove game. So a hold on Boyertown here. We'll see if they accept or if they're going to. So that will bring up a fourth down, and the kick team will come on to punt this one away. I don't know about that hold, Rick. I mean, I could just be partial, but. Well, you got a blitz coming through the line. Four guys breaking through the line. The, 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 the flag was thrown right at the ball. Chance to touch each other. Even a chance to touch each other yet. I think that was just a, that's a Coach Miller flag. The refs are upset. It could is be. what it is. Five punt by Foskey down to the 42-yard line. Going to go out of bounds here. So we got a 7-7 ball game with 7-16 to play in the first. We'll take a quick break. You're listening to the Bears Sports Network. To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen. By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. So Reed, quick pass out of the gun, falls incomplete with 7-11 to play in the first so this game started out real quick, and now it seems like we're starting to slow down a little bit, starting to grind a little bit, and come in our own here. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it started out real quick. You know, three plays, and we had two touchdowns already. I mean, but it seems like the defense is now – both defenses are settled down. Maybe both offenses have settled down a little bit. And, you know, we're just grinding it out. Reading the gun, handoff up the middle. He's going to go nowhere, maybe to the line of scrimmage. Brought down by Anthony Panarello, middle linebacker. Panarello and Gavin Gavin Chamberlain in the in the middle there. Yeah, uh, Gavin. I mean, that was a beautiful play. I mean, he filled that hole. 
caused Grimm to bounce a little bit and let you know gave time for his rest of his teammates to come. He may not have made the tackle, but he was there and made Grimm make a move and slowed him up a step. So Reed in the gun, trips left for O&J, moving left to right. Fakes the handoff up the middle. Oh. Almost brought down the backfield. He's got a man on his tail. Broken up, quick pass down to the 28-yard line. That's going to be brought, brought down, and that'll bring up a third down for O&J. Jason Oaks had some nice coverage there. Throw his hand up, look turned around, and that was beautiful textbook coverage on that type of play. A lot of times when a quarterback breaks contain like that, you know, there can be some holding on the defense, you know, coverage can lapse. That was really great. I mean, uh, Jason Oaks could have easily came up and thought, oh, my God, I can get a good hit on the quarterback, but he didn't. He stayed with his receiver, you know, and he played the ball, and he made a great play. So fourth down for O&J. They're going to be back to punt this one away. Villarosa was the intended receiver on that one. Quick punt. It's high, but short, maybe 25 yards. It's going to be down by O&J at the 22-yard line. So Boyertown will start this one at their own 22-yard line. Ryder Garris will bring him back out for the next series to see if they can get this one going again. Maybe not the miscues that we saw with the fumble in the backfield. Maybe we see a little bit more progress here, getting things going, adding more guys you know, into the scheme. We saw Lou Gordway early. We haven't seen Brandon Shane yet. Have not seen Jason Oaks yet. No, I think one thing that Boyertown needs to settle down with is, I mean, they only have one so far tonight, but they're penalties. I mean, last week we had seven penalties for 54 yards on offense, and you had 10 penalties, 87 yards on defense. That's going to be a key in this game, the penalties and the mental mistakes from the young kids. Each week it's getting better and better. This week it needs to be a little bit more better because you do have a very good O&J team. Ryder Garris hands off to Egby for a quick two-yard gain on that one, so it'll bring up a second, well, about a four-yard gain, and bring up a second and six with 5.50 to play in the first quarter. Brandon Shane split left, Jason Oaks split right. Garris is going to go under center, Egby in the eye. Looks like Wildcats are showing blitz. Garris fakes the handoff. He's going to come up to about the 30 and be brought down. Might be enough, maybe at the 32, might be enough for a first down here. Let's see how they spot this one. And they're going to move them ahead. So we'll move the sticks and get a first down on this one. And then Bordertown will keep the ball moving. Wanted to let you know, Eric, I talked to Coach Mo Saylor, and he's on the chains across the field tonight. Oh, so he missed his he missed Pottsgrove game, but he came out tonight against O&J. He did indeed. So Bordertown going to be quick to move on this one as Garris will bring him up to the line under center out of the eye. Quick hand off to Marinello up the left Trap. side. Stiff arm, one, two, and maybe a one-yard game on that one. That was that was a different play for Boyertown. They pulled two offensive linemen. It was kind of like an outside trap. That was a very good or a jet sweep. I've never. That's probably one of the first plays that I've seen Boyertown pull their linemen. I do want to note the play before last. Brandon Shane with a beautiful block, so his quarterback didn't get hit very hard. That was a beautiful block again by the wide receivers. So the senior protecting their sophomore quarterback as he went a little bit crazy last week and really, you know, some crazy plays and lucky he didn't, you know, have any issues. Yeah. I mean, he was jumping right through the line. So, quick pitch. We're going to pitch it out to Roman Marinello on the option. Roman Marinello up to about the 46-yard line, and that'll move the chains again for Boyertown. Seeing the mix-up going left, going right, pass down the sideline. Again, again, you can see the quarterback. He's not, he's pitching the ball tonight. He's had one rush. He, he realizes that, hey, let me use my horses. Let me pitch the ball and get them up, you know, 
And he's doing it tonight. You can see every week this Boyertown team is getting better and better and better. They're they're fixing their mistakes. Karras will have a quick conversation with Egby as he's under center. Egby out of the eye. Off the right hash. Quick handoff up the middle of Leo Egby. He's going to get about six on that one. That was Ryder Garris, Rick. Was he faked you, yeah, he faked you out, Rick. <laughs> that two was, like two, was it two weeks ago? Yeah. I'll tell you what, man. These kids now, I mean, these... These kids in this these ball fakes that they I mean it's like they practice it. So well you think I hope they do anyway. So he's on the far hash, you know, in midfield. So Boyer Town moving into Owen J. Roberts territory here into the their Owen J. Roberts forty nine yard line. Garris will bring him to the line, staying with the eye formation tonight. Jason Oaks split left. Roman Marinello in the backfield. There's a quick handoff again. It's not a handoff this time. Ryder Garris will take that up for two. Yeah, that was so. a good call. He he saw the blitz. Um, I think for a young kid like that to see the blitz, how he saw that and kept the ball, yeah, he did kind of give up Eggby a little bit on that one, and Eggby took a good hit. Panarello in there on that one. Anthony Panarello, not not a quarterback, playing on the line there. And now we see Cole Savage come on the field, big fullback. Yeah, I mean, he he's a big, young kid that's going to be really good in the years to come. I can't wait to see him in a couple years. Quick snap. Eggby, there's a flag. A couple blocks, but he's going to be taken down at the 50-yard line and lose one on that play. Curious to see what this flag is, Rick. I didn't really, unless he's calling offsides. I mean, it was right out here on the wide receiver. I mean, I can't imagine what it would be. Line up in the neutral zone. It's on Boyertown, though. So we'll see what the call is here. Got a false, false start time. on Boyertown. So Coley Savage come off the field. Brandon Shane will step back on the field. We got a false start, so replay third down. It should now, be replay yeah, third down, no, right? They're going to give him a fourth down, so Zach Foskey's going to come on to kick. Zach Foskey playing double duty tonight as place kicker and punter. I'm wondering if Colin Eisenhardt couldn't go. I guess maybe Foskey didn't have a soccer game tonight. Hopefully well, his leg can handle it. So Foskey back at the 37 to punt this one away. Quick pit. Foskey's got plenty of time. A high, Beautiful punt. deep punt all the way down. All the way down, oh, that was a down beautiful to the six-yard line. Zach Foskey kicking a strike to pin Owen J back down to the six-yard line. I wish I could, like, compare him to an NFL player, but I don't know any punter's name in the NFL, Rick. Do you? I, there's one I have in mind, and I, I'm going to have to think about him, but he played for the Colts. You know who I'm talking about. Not Venetary. He was the no, place kicker. No, no, I don't know who, though. I don't know. Pat McAfee. I don't know punters, Rick. Pat McAfee. Sorry. Yeah, he was known for hitting, gunslinging, kicking. He he did it all. It was amazing. I, I, I'm sorry for any punters out there. So Reed's going to stand just outside the end zone here as Owen Jay's going to start from their own six-yard line. Out of the gun, Avery Grimm going to break free. Oh. Brandon Shane misses a tackle. Oh. Another missed tackle. He's going to break free down the left sideline. He's at the 50, 45, but he's going to be taken out at the 40-yard line. Jason Oaks. Jason Oaks again on the game, on the, on the touchdown uh, uh, saving that, tackles. That kid came from the, the opposite side of the field and, and picked him up, probably caught him by 30 yards, Rick. Five, I don't know how he did it. 5'8", 165 is what he's recorded at, and 
he's all over the field. I mean, not Usain Bolt. Not I mean, I, I just saw a black number eight running across the field and <laughs> making a tackle. It was great. So not the biggest guy on the field. We saw him two weeks ago at YMSE against 6'7", Never Carter. And it was amazing what he was able to do. Reed's in the yeah, gun. I... Avery to the left. Two receivers split. Quick handoff to Avery up the middle. He's going to run off the right tackle, break one tackle, too, but not going to go much further. Probably enough to move the chains, though. Brought down by Anthony Panarello from Boyertown. Avery Grimm talked about it. If he hits the seam right off tackle there. Yep. Boyertown's playing the ball really great. I mean, Jason Oaks was there, too. I mean, the kid's playing like he's 6'6", 250. It's amazing. I, you know, two weeks ago, gridiron services player of the game this week again playing a tough ball game a catch last week so motion right to left Grim in the gun quick hand off up to get Grim to the left side maybe back to the line of scrimmage on that one 135 to play in the first some explosive plays but we're still tied up here at seven yeah I mean the the, the Boyertown Boyertown D's giving a little bit but they're not breaking they're giving them enough but they're not breaking I mean that's for a young team, they're playing phenomenal. Reed will bring him out of the huddle up to the line. Looks like he's going to stay in the gun. Some defensive changes here for Boyertown. Roman Marinello back at strong safety. Brandon Shane at free safety. Grimm in the gun. That's going to be a quarterback keeper, but he's going to go absolutely nowhere. Brought down by Luke Ordway in the backfield for about a three-yard loss. As the clock ticks under a minute here in the first quarter, we're still tied up at 7-7. Boyertown has an answer here. Jason Oaks is your play catcher at the end. If you give him enough field, he's going to catch you at the end and, and save that touchdown. Yeah, I mean, he's he's playing really strong out there. I mean, again, th th their secondary is doing really well. I mean, there's not, not a lot of passes there. I mean, they're causing the quarterback to have to, you know, run around. Reading the gun. Avery's going to go in the slot. He's back to pass. Looking for Avery down deep in the field. No. Not going to happen. Overthrows him by just a bit, but coverage was there. So with 15 seconds left to play in the first, ONJ is going to have a fourth down on this one. A 7-7 ball game. Yeah, it was beautiful coverage. Beautiful coverage. So things you see in high school that you don't see once you hit the college level. I mean, you're at you know, close to the 30 line. You'd be looking for a field goal, and now you're looking for the punt. And now you got to teach your punter that just, you know, your, your punters are learning how to kick that long ball down the sideline, but now you got to try and kick a high, you know, punt, and Roman Marinello back to receive this one. I think I think Foskey could make this kick, Rick. I could be I could be partial, but he's got leg on him. Deep, deep punt back to the end zone. Oh, and Jay's going to try and smack it back into play. That was in the end zone. There's no, oh, my God. Are you serious? Looked like he was standing in the end zone and batting. This is back high school football. It's not like the NFL or college. It the, the kid was in the end zone. He was clearly in the well, end zone. We're not the officiating crew, so with eight Coach seconds, Miller sees it. Look at him. He's waving at him. He's saying, "Hey, ref, you made a sh really bad call right there." <laughs> we don't have instant replay up here. Yeah, you don't need instant replay. So Boyertown's going to have to take this one from their own one-yard line with eight seconds to play in the first quarter. Coach Miller has been fired up the whole first quarter here. Some some interesting calls, to say the least. Garris is going to be taking this one from the end zone. 
Egby in the eye at fullback. Jason Oaks split far right. Looks like a blitz coming. Quick pitch out to Marinello. Oh, he's going to slip right about the five-yard line. Looks like he might have been able to take it off with that one, but that's going to bring us to the end of the first quarter. So we're going to take a break here with Boyertown tied up with the Wildcats 7-7. Seven, seven. Stay tuned. We'll be right back for the second quarter. You're listening to the Bear Sports Network. In-home Oxygen has all the products you need to reduce strain, improve ligament stability, and protect healing tissue. We will work with your orthopedic specialist to treat chronic pain, overuse injuries, sprains, strains, and arthritis. We also offer solutions for injury prevention, pre- and post-surgery treatment, and rehabilitation from the leading manufacturers in the field. No matter the brace you need, In-home Oxygen offers low and high-impact bracing solutions for everyday activities and sports. Our fit specialists can help you get back to your favorite activities today and experience a better quality of life. That's in home oxygen and medical equipment on the web at inhomeoxygen.net. 7 7 ball game here as we start the second quarter with Watertown pinned on about their own five yard line. Interesting call from the refs. And Roman Marinello breaks free, slips. Yeah. Might have been able to take that up the sideline because no, the secondary's not there. Yeah, no, they were playing the ball. I mean, if he would have had one more step and wouldn't have slipped, he would have broke that and he would have went for a touchdown. Ryder Garris bring him up to the line. Jason Oaks split far to the short side to the right. Egby. At fullback. Garris will look left, look right. Quick handoff to Egby up the middle. Taking three, four guys with him, give him some breathing room, bring him up to about the 12 yard line. So that'll bring up third down for Boyertown here. Or enough, yep, that's going to be enough to move the chain. So we'll have a first and 10 here for Boyertown. They're going to keep this one moving. Coming yeah, out of the two-yard line. They get they give it to their horse. Their horse gets a first down. Seeing a lot more of Egby early in this game that we didn't see against Pottsgrove. The never-ending change of scheme here. Another, So he's going to fake the dive to Egby up in the middle and not going to go much of anywhere. Garris will bring it to the right side. And he'll get caught up by the defensive end there. Yeah, I mean, it, it, Pottsgrove. Uh, yeah, Pottsgrove. <laughs> O&J knew what was coming on that play. Garris will get the call directly from Coach Miller. Bring him to the line, Cole Marinello. Egby, single setback. Garris out of the gun. Roman Marinello split right this time. One in the slot. He's going to drop back to pass. Marinello oh. through his hands at the 18-yard line. Not going to be able to hang on to that one. He's going to be hit hard in the back. Yeah, that I mean, that play was there. Just a little bit high, a little bit out of his reach. Um, other than that, I mean, the offensive line blocked great. Gave him a lot of uh, gave him a lot of time. I mean, I got to say, Owen J and Boyertown are fairly evenly matched again with size and everything, Rick. I don't really see anything crazy like we did. Flags on the play. 
Garris back to pass on that one. Two flags on the play on that one, so he's going to be crushed in the backfield. I think that might have been all sides on Owen Jay. As fast as they came through, you got to think something went yeah, I mean, I, I mean, saw the blitz coming, but that was a little ridiculous. Yeah, that... that. 10.50 to play in the half here at Bash Memorial Stadium. Looks like they're going to bring in the punt team. So they'll bring on the punt team for this one. Foskey's going to be set to kick this one away. Avery Grimm back deep to receive this one. He's going to be back around the 50-yard line, and Zach Foskey's just about in the end zone to punt this one away. Very active with the refs here tonight. Not really sure what's going on here, Eric. We're to the left, far left end zone here. Coach Miller is definitely fired up tonight. Ryder Garris will be here on the sideline having a little conversation with Roman Marinello, maybe discussing, you know, pattern, a little miscue on that last pass. You can see the trio back here. They're talking about it. They're getting ready for the next series, the trio. Well, that's what you like to see. I mean, you want to see your quarterback leading them through, talking to them a little bit, trying to see what they can change. So they called that penalty. Was so they're going to assess the penalty. That'll put Foskey to the very back of the end zone to punt this one that way. Avery Grimm at the 45 to receive for the Wildcats. Coley Savage to block. It's a high punt, about 30 yards with a backspin. Boyertown's going to down it at the 28-yard line. So not a lot of breathing room as is going to take over on the Boyertown 28-yard line. A little too much. You don't want to give them that much. Yeah. Uh, again, penalties, you see it. And I, I, was, I, tried, I touched on it a little bit ago. The penalties, the young team and the penalties. I mean, blitz is coming. You got to watch your hands. I mean, as an offensive lineman, I personally didn't see it like that. I mean, but again, I'm not a ref. No. And again, I could be partial because it's Boyertown. <laughs> the, the home team squad here. Yeah. I mean, understandably, though, I mean, if Coach Miller's fired up, Coach Henley's down there, he's fired up, Coach Blatter's fired up, there's a lot going on down there. Yeah. So, reading the gun, Avery Grimm to his left, two receivers split. Quick handoff to Grimm, but he's going to get gobbled up at the 31-yard line for about no gain, so that'll bring up a second down for Owen Jay with 10.30 to play in the second quarter here at Bash Memorial Stadium. That was a beautiful, beautiful defensive play. Everybody stayed with their gaps, and Grimm had nowhere to go. They hit him in the backfield. Maybe getting a little bit wise, some defensive. We've seen the line on the defense moving a little bit, shifting a little bit, and getting some changes going there. I'm trying to defend against this running back. It seems to be quite elusive at times. Grimm out of the gun. He's back to pass. Looking deep. Oaks there to defend, and oh my they're going to throw God. the flag for a pass interference call on Jason Oaks. They were playing football on that one, Rick. Got to look to the ball. The the offensive guy pushed off. The defensive guy pushed off. But I mean, the officials are always going to key on whether that defender's helmet was turned around looking at the ball, making a play for. It. I, I, I they're hear calling you. O and J. They're looking for the red helmet. Oh, White did it. That's why they're calling it. I, I hear you, but if you're not, it's been two weeks, Rick. The last two weeks, the refs aren't with us because we're too good. <laughs> they see it. They know. They're trying to hold us back. <laughs> but, you, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm just telling you from the perspective of being, you know, 
if he's not, if, his head, if both their heads aren't looking for the ball, but it, it, that's that's questionable. So they're going to assess this one. And that'll give a first down to the Wildcats as they'll take this one from the 15-yard line and a first down with 9.55 to play in the half. Tied up 7-7. Jason Oaks a little upset, obviously, on that one. Trips left here for the Wildcats. Avery in the backfield. Reed's in the gun. Now we got another official. We got a timeout from Boyertown. Timeout Boyertown. So we'll take a quick timeout too. And we'll be right back here at Bash Memorial Stadium. 7-7 ball game, 9.55 to play. You're listening to the Bears Sports Network. In-home Oxygen has all the products you need to reduce strain, improve ligament stability, and protect healing tissue. We will work with your orthopedic specialist to treat chronic pain, overuse injuries, sprains, strains, and arthritis. We also offer solutions for injury prevention, pre- and post-surgery treatment, and rehabilitation from the leading manufacturers in the field. No matter the brace you need, In-home Oxygen offers low- and high-impact bracing solutions for everyday activities and sports. Our fit specialists can help you get back to your favorite activities today and experience a better quality of life. That's in home oxygen and medical equipment on the web at inhomeoxygen.net. Finished up with the timeout here with 9.55 to play in the half. Tie ball game, 7 7. Of a first and 10 here for the Wildcats from the Boyertown 15 yard line as they take the field here. Michael Reed will bring them up. I got to say, Rick, Boyertown's, you can tell this town's buzzing about the football team. Even when I played, I. I gotta say, we had very good fans when I played, but not like this. Reed in the gun, trips left. Looks like the same formation before the timeout. Little adjustment here. Decoy on the trips. Avery's gonna try and take it up. Avery Grimm, he's gonna be driven backwards by one, two, three, four defenders. Roman Marinello, Anthony Panarello. I mean, the Italian assassins in there to take him down. And Kyle Pry, offensive, defensive lineman of the week last week. Yeah, he, that was beautiful. He was even fighting for the ball. He wanted that ball. Big Hurt. guy wanted the ball to run. <laughs> Mentions his name quite a bit last week against Pottsgrove. Reed will bring him up to the line. Twins left. He's in the gun. Avery Grimm, single setback. Trips left. Motion left, right. He calls for the ball. He's back to pass. They're coming for him. Uh, Quick pass. Up to Grimm. Breaks one tackle. Looks like he's actually brought back up to close to about the line of scrimmage there, Eric. I don't yeah. think he got much out of that one. No, I mean, great pressure by the defensive line again. A couple seconds. They would have had him for, for a big loss, but defensive line stepped up again. Well, I mean, getting in his face there, Owen Jay brings the man back in the flat to try to give him a safety net to throw to. But and his primary target. Yeah, not I mean, there. I was a little worried there because Boyertown looked a little unsettled. O and J looked a little unsettled. They were kind of moving all over the place. So third and eleven here for the Wildcats with 8:26 to play. Reed's back to pass deep in the end zone. Battlefield's broken up in the end zone, and there is no laundry this time, as that'll bring up a fourth down for the Wildcats. I gotta say, even on the defensive pass interference call and the deep balls here. Secondary is playing pretty well. And again, Jason Oaks, Kate Sennett, Roman Marinello, Brandon Shane in the back there in the secondary. Really, you know, size differential. Still against the Wildcats, they don't even have the size that 
You know, Pottsgrove didn't have it, and neither does the Wildcats. They have speed. Yeah. I mean, again, you, like you said, the secondary is playing phenomenal. I mean, they're, I don't know that that was pass interference, each to their <laughs> own. It still wasn't pass interference in my eyes. It was great defense. And, again, great defense is going to draw flags. It, it happens. Just like a great offensive lineman that blocks great is going to draw holding calls because they're kind of saying there's no way that that offensive line can block that good. Hey, it happens. I mean, you look at, you know, Jason Peters before he left the Eagles. He was getting called every other play. That's because he's good. He could block people. Well, you kind of coach that up a little bit, too. I mean, yeah. it's part of every sport is a little bit of acting. I mean, I, mean, I held. basketball, right? So. I held a lot. <laughs> well, you get them inside. Yeah. And you don't let them see yeah. it. Right? So. Yeah. You, you got to teach that. Not much for me on the wide receiver and the stock blocking. I mean, Coach Mo, Coach Mo showed us that when I was, like, 11. <laughs> I remember actually coaching with him while he taught that. So, <laughs> so fourth and eleven here for the Wildcats with 8:20 to play. They're going to stay on offense. Go for this one. Trips left. Reads in the gun. Back to pass. They're going to try again. Up the middle of the end zone. Ooh. Caught for a touchdown. Is that, that was grim. Uh, I can't see it. I'll tell you what. The it furthest was, point of the field there. It, it was great defense again, though. It just the receiver had a step on they him. Found and, the hole. Yeah, I mean. Great pass by Jason. Michael Jason Oaks was there again, though. He was he was there. He made a nice play. I mean, it was a, that was a good offensive play. So the Wildcats will strike again. Set to kick this one for the extra point. Fair set. To block, almost block that one, and it's going to go right through the uprights, though. So we got a 14-7 ball game here at Boyertown. Wildcats will take the lead. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Bears Sports Network. To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and... Insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen. By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Back here at Bash Memorial Stadium as the Bears are in a 14-7 deficit here with 8-15 to play in the half. Jason Oaks back deep to receive this one. Bears got to get something going here. Gotta yeah, I mean, it's it's still a really great game, Rick. I mean, one, one or two plays, bad ref calls again. That wasn't an interference. The intensity is is definitely there from the sideline all the way to the guys on the field. Yeah. Again, you can see the passion in the coaches, and the passion in the coaches is carrying over to the players, and even the fans are getting into it. I'm telling you what, Rick, the student section is huge. Johnson's going to kick this one away for the Wildcats. He'll kick it high, let it fly down to the 15. Jason Oaks comes up for it. Going to break through the middle of the line. He'll bring it up to about the 34-yard line. So not a bad return for Jason Oaks. No, that was that was a really good return. Cole U. Savage there blocking for him, gave him those extra five yards again. A name, uh, uh, it's going to be a household name. Yep. Uh, you're going to hear his name. Been hearing his name since Come he on, was Rick, in second Come on, Rick. You got to say, you said it. The, the Coltrane. Yeah, you said it the it's first Coltrane. 
You said it the first game. I tell you, I got, I got a soft spot for Cole since he was in second grade, and I've watched him progress through the years, and he's just definitely a force that this team is going to have for the next two years. Definitely going to be a three-year starter here for Boyertown. Garris out of the gun, and Egby tailback. Veer option left, maybe for a one-yard loss. Going to get gobbled up on that's, the end. Maybe that's the one that he pitches. Well, no, I, I'm going to say that was a bobbled snap. He didn't catch that. He didn't catch that snap very well. That was a good play by a young kid to hold the ball. He was already bobbling it in a snap. He covered it up and he ran it and got what he could. It, it, that was a great play. I mean, nothing. You know, he if he would have pitched it, something could have happened. Garrison the gun. I formation, receiver split left, right. Jason Oaks on the near side. Fake handoff to Egby. Quick pitch to Marinello. He's got the sideline. He's up to the 50, 45, 40. He's going to come out at about the Wildcats 39 yard line. So Roman Marinello getting loose here. Yeah, that was seven. great blocking again, Rick. Like I said, great blocking by the wide receivers and the line. Everybody, Boyertown, I'm telling you. They're playing great as a team. There's not one star on the team. We're no, saying everybody on the roster. It's a complete effort, and I said that last week with Coach Miller as well, with the coaching staff. But a fake handoff to Egby, then you're going to option, then you pitch to Marinello. That play definitely developed nicely as Garris is in the gun here. This time, fake the handoff. Garris will get loose. He'll be brought down maybe about a two-yard gain on that one. So yep. it looked like if he would have been able to break through that one, a little bit more blocking going into the secondary, yeah. that second-level blocking that you you know we talk about with linemen. Yep. I mean, it's getting late. These bigger guys are probably getting a little tired. I would be. It's almost halftime. You're ready for yeah. a snack, right? Yeah, I'm ready for my snack and my, my bottle of water. <laughs> did, did you pay attention at halftime when you were getting yelled at, or are you just resting? No, usually <laughs> I didn't because we were getting – because we were getting yelled at. Garrison the gun, 6.48 to play in the half. Back to pass. Quick pass over to Jason Oaks. Hanging on the ball. One, two, three, four, five, six, half the lines over there from the Wildcats, but enough to give him about a four yard gain on the play. So they'll bring up a third down for Boyertown here. I'll tell you what, Rick. That kid, I'm going to say, he's playing bigger than he really is. He drugged two players on that, and it took four O&J Roberts players to take him down. You must want you, you, you hope that he's going to grow, <laughs> not just in size. I mean, yes. He can do a lot in the gym, yes. but maybe he's a Danny Amendola or he's not yeah, that big and he's exactly. fast. You know? Garris under center, quick fit, handoff up. 30, Garris is going to keep that one. He's going to bring up to about the 25-yard line. That'll be enough to move the sticks. So, Boyertown driving here with six minutes to play in the half. I'm going to say it. Big boy Jason Oaks out there blocking for his quarterback. He, you know, he gave him that extra two yards. As a receiver, it's not, you know, you, you're on the run play, the run block. So, you want to get into him. Your goal is to drive him out of bounds. And he doesn't stop those feet from pumping no. ever, ever. You, you didn't want to block, Rick. You, you, wanted, you wanted to catch a pass. I did want to catch a pass. Doesn't any receiver, but you got to think about that going. Yeah. Luke Ordway and Brandon Shane, they're out there busting their butts. They're out there, you know, blocking, and then they each get a touchdown. And yeah, two I mean, yeah, it's, it's great. Garris out of the gun, handoff. Nope, fakes it again. Ooh, shoelace Ooh. tackle down at the 25-yard line. So not really going much of anywhere there. Ownj's starting to key on that. Ownj's starting to realize what we're doing. I mean, they they kind of they kind of shifted to the strong side on that one and shifted right into the play. But Coach Miller. And as I discussed with him before, was you know it's it's a lot of misdirection. So yeah, he's going to go here, 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 and then the rope dope, and he's going to come back and get you. I mean, one thing direction. I will say, 
we are kind of playing the wide side of the field this week. I mean, against Potsgrove, they like that short side of the field. We're kind of a little bit more well-balanced this week. Ryder out of the gun in the eye. Fake the handoff. There's the pitch again to Marinello. He's got the sideline up to the 15-yard line, dragging a guy with him down to about the 13-yard line. So, again, uh -oh. we're driving here. Oh, Boyertown did something good. Flag on the play. <laughs> It might be, I think it might be they hit the quarterback. It was kind of a little rough hit. So we got a flag here. Let's see what this is about. 4.58 to play in the half. Wildcats up by seven, 14 to seven here. Got a personal foul against the Wildcats. Probably a late hit, like you said, on yeah. Ryder Garris. So that's gonna keep it moving. That'll be a first down for Boyertown. This first down, is brought to you by Penn State Health, St. Joseph, primary care, urgent care, emergency care, on-demand care, the best care anywhere on the web at thefutureofhealthcare.org. Garris will bring him to the line. Brandon Shane split left. Looks like Kate Sennett in the game to the right. Out wide here. He was a name we called last week too. Again, we're calling Garris, the whole roster. Yeah, Garris under center, Egby in the eye, Marinello, tailback. Handoff. Nope. Quarterback keep. Going to push the line. Maybe enough. Is he there? I don't know. That's a close one. They're probably not going to give it to him. So it, probably it, it, a second and inches on the goal yeah, line Yeah, I mean, here. that's a very hard play to give the guy a touch. Ryder Garris comes over to Coach Miller. He's got a call. This this is a moment right here. I'm telling you, Ryder Garris got something in mind. He saw something out there. He comes to the line, tells Coach Miller what he's got, and he's right back out. They're lining up, Eric. Yeah, I mean, maybe he sees something. He said, Coach, give me the ball. That's a quarterback right there. That's you know, He's not a young quarterback anymore. This is a guy that's going to do it. So Garris under center, quick handoff. He's gonna, he said, run it again, run it again. Push the pile. Run it. Marinello in there to push it. Boyertown's calling for a touchdown. Is it enough? No, I, it's too much of a pile. I, I don't know. Look at him. He's coming again. Yeah, he wants it again. He said, Coach, give me the ball. I can get so this in So a third and goal on – the inch line. I mean, they are on the goal line here. Garris is fired up. Sophomore quarterback plays three games last year. Comes in, starts last week. Balls out. Has a great game. And now we're going to get a timeout called by Owen J. So we'll take a quick timeout here too with Boyertown on the goal line. O&J is up 14 to seven with 3.36 to play in the half. You're listening to the Bears Sports Network. Penn State Health St. Joseph is here for all your health and wellness needs. Whether it be our primary care and specialists throughout the region seeing you soon, our urgent care centers in Muhlenberg, Maiden Creek, and Stroustown seeing you quickly, our emergency room in Burn Township seeing you now, or our on-demand app, walk-in lab, mammography, and imaging services seeing you anytime. We're ready when you need us. We'll get you back to the health you need to live the way you want. Visit thefutureofhealthcare.org to learn more. Getting ready to line this one back up on the, about the one-inch line here. Yeah, this, this is, this is going to set the driving. tone for the game, Rick. Boyertown driving, 336 to play in the half. Ryder under center. They're going to try it again on the quick hit, quick sneak. I don't think they're going to get it, though. No, nope. go for it they're on calling for it again. 
they may or may not have crossed the goal line a time or two. I just don't know if the refs are being yeah, able to see there's, that it's too, Yeah, it's too much. And they're going to give yeah. it to him. That's a touchdown for Boyertown. Looks like Ryder Garris punching that one in. Coming to the line. Coming to Coach TJ and say, give it to me again. Give it to me again. Egby's over here getting them all fired up in the student section. So Zach Foskey will come on to kick this one to tie it up with 3.20 to play in the half. We got a ball game here in Boyertown, another barn burner, two weeks in a row, Eric. Yeah, I don't know if I can handle this, Rick. Quick snap, Marinella holds. Foskey's good for six for six last week, and he's two for two tonight. Boyertown ties this one up 14-14 with 3.20 to play in the half. We'll take a quick break. You're listening to the Bears Sports Network. Up to US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo. GOAT, G O A T, acronym, stands for Greatest of All Time, as in spaghetti sandwiches for dinner? They're my fave. Dad, you're the GOAT. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit adoptuskids.org. Brought to you by the US Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. We got a 14-14 ball game here at Bash Memorial Stadium with 3.20 left to play in the half. And Boyertown punching one in. I mean, three attempts at the, you know, from the one-inch line to push that one in, Eric. Yeah, he wanted it. You could tell him. Like you said, Rick, he was coming over to the sideline and said, Coach, give me the ball. I got you. And he did. Hey, three, third time's a charm. Foskey kicking this one away. It's a low squib down to the 10-yard line taken by the Wildcats up to the 30. He's going to be brought down by Kate Sennett, chopped down at about the 33-yard line. So Michael Reed will start his drive here at the Boyertown 33 with 313 to play in the half. Springford playing across town tonight at Perk Valley, another game of the week, which was actually sold out at by 1 o'clock this afternoon. That's the packed game of the week, really, with Springford 6A, PV in the 6A. And then right now, PV is up 14 to nothing against Springford. Wow. Coming from the half over there. I kind of so. thought we were at Springford with everybody wearing yellow, but I guess it's child cancer awareness. It is. Avery on the handoff up the right side. He's going to break free. Panarello can't catch him. Avery down the sideline, brought uh -uh. down at the 50-yard line. Is that Jason Oaks again? Yeah, you can't break with Jason Oaks. I mean, the kid's, the kid's fast. He's good. He's there. He makes every tackle on the play like that. So Jason Oaks will bring him down at the 50-yard line, but that'll be a first down for the Wildcats as they move into midfield. Again, Boyertown's getting to the ball. That's one thing we didn't do the first, you know, the second week against Exeter. Again, I'm gonna say we're getting better. We're fixing our mistakes each week. It's they're look they look like a totally different team each week. Well, like Coach Miller said, also, you know, had a lot of injuries in the first two weeks of the season, so a lot of guys healthy now. So Michael Reed in the gun. Avery in the backfield, they're going to stop this one. we got a flag on the play. I'm guessing a false start, Eric. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that was a false start on the on the offense. But I've been wrong before except for that pass interference. So we referenced why I'm missing you know, two weeks ago, the tough game they played. They're against Fleetwood tonight at the half, 35-0 against Fleetwood. And we talked about Fleetwood yeah. last week and how Fleetwood had, had their first of the shutout ever in program yeah. history. So obviously not able to handle it. Back-to-back three-A district champions. Why missing? 
as they're having a recruitment night right now, getting ready to see, you know, they have a lot of big linemen, Nevin Carter's up there, you know, uh, Grabowski, Eisenhower, Eisenhower, you know, some really great backs up there that are obviously going to sign, commit somewhere. Reed in the gun, handoff to Avery up the left side, breaking through the line, brought down by Brandon Shane at the 45-yard line. Very aggressive, very quick, getting to the secondary. Brandon Shane saving that one with only about a five-yard gain for Avery Grimm. It looked like a little bit of a shift on the defensive line that kind of shifted and made the hole. The off you know, the offensive line didn't, we kind of helped them with the block by the way that we shifted. Michael Reed in the gun. Crowd's getting aggressive here with 155 to play in the half. Hand off to Grimm, but he's gonna go nowhere. He is gobbled up in the backfield for about a two-yard loss on that play, and Boyertown starting to get his number. Kate Sennett looking for the call. Coach Blyler. Again, Rick. We're gonna. I'm gonna say it. It's Gavin Chamberlain again. So you got Gavin Chamberlain, you got Anthony Panarello, and you got Anthony Famularo. They're the Italian assassins right in the middle there. Hey, you can say anybody's name on this roster, and I'm sure we called it because Coach is doing a great Reed job out of, of the using gun. everybody. Quick pass to the left. Breaking through. He's gonna down to about the 42-yard line. Not enough to move the sticks on that one. Again, Anthony Panarello on the tackle. Some changes here on defense for Boyertown. Chamberlain will stay on. So fourth four here for the Wildcats with under a minute to play in the half, tied up at 14. Michael Reed will bring him to the line. And he's a junior quarterback, so we're going to see him again next year, Eric. Yeah. We're going to see a lot of this Boyertown team too back next year and the next year and the next year. Reed out of the gun. He's going to drop back to pass. He's got somebody in his face. It's Luke Ordway down deep. Oh, Just nice broken job. up. Almost picked off by Roman. Brandon Shane. Brandon Shane almost picks that one off. Hey, that's a receiver playing D-back. You can't go wrong with that. He wanted that ball. He went up to catch it. Now, that's a play on the ball. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't refute that whatsoever. No. So, a big defensive play by Boyertown there. And that'll be a turnover of downs with 26 seconds to play in the half here. We're tied up at 14. I knew, again, when I got up this morning, this was going to be another really intense game, evenly matched. Got Avery Grimm who's a senior this year, yeah. looking for a bit. I mean, 661 yards last year rushing as a junior on a shortened six-game season. Not able wow. to really. 100 yards a game. Pretty much, yeah, a little over 100 yards a game. He's averaging there. And we're seeing him break free tonight, but Boretown seems to be getting his number. They got 26 seconds to make something happen. So Garrison, the gun, dropping back Boom, to pass. A deep ball down the sideline to Jason Oaks, but this time it's going to fall short. Again, Jason Oaks' speed, he outran the ball. He, he, outran, his he outran his quarterback's pass. Still 21 seconds. And you got to look at the defender on that one who's not even looking at the ball. No. So, I mean, no, and Jason Oaks drops back, that, makes an adjustment. That's, yeah, that's going to be something that ONJ's going to talk about because if he would have looked, they might have been picked off. I mean, that defensive guy, it kind of almost hit him in the back. I hate to say it. But as a D-back, you you know, you're taught, you know, you got to look at the player's eyes. You want to look at the receiver's eyes. If he's looking, you're looking. So Garris out of the gun. He's going to drop back to pass again. Coverage, no good. Garris will keep the ball running up to about the 50-yard line, keeping himself so nobody Timeout, Coach Miller. 
12 seconds to play. Coach Miller's going to take Miller's a timeout. Coach Miller's playing aggressive here. He wants, he wants another score before half. So timeout, Boyertown. We'll stay right here until the half. He's going to have a talk with these guys here. We got Roman Marinello and Eggby coming over. I, you know, you got to think Coach Miller's got something up his sleeve. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we've seen some fakes before, Rick. Well, I've been seeing a lot of fakes tonight that, you know, you just can't. Like, yeah. It, did he fake it or didn't he fake it yeah. until after the play starts? But, I mean, hey, you got two quarterbacks on this team. Do you run a little wildcat here? Do you do something crazy? Or do you just let your quarterback bomb it down the field? You got 21 seconds, third and four. Bomb it down the field, okay, if they intercept it. It's like a punt. You know, at this point, just let it lie, let it fly. One of the things you got to look for from Owen Jay, though, is, you know, just watching some film this week from Avery Grimm, is that they will run the Wildcats, will run the Wildcat with Avery Grimm. And, you know, you got to keep an eye out for that because Michael Reed will go out for a pass as well. You know, so you'll see Avery Grimm keep that ball, take it down the sideline, a little bit off tackle. Yeah. Garris will bring him back up to the line. He's out of the gun. Two receivers to the right, one to the left. He's back to pass again. He's got protection this time, and it's going to be over the head of Roman Marinello. So that'll bring up a fourth down with Fantas eight Fantastic play. blocking by the offensive line, giving him enough time. It looks like the ball got away from him. It, he doesn't look happy with the way that ball came out of his hand. But we know he can throw it. I mean, yep. he threw it. You said it last week. I mean, he threw a dime in the corner to Luke Ordway. He, Randy Mossed him. It was kind of yeah. the way we explained it. I mean, he used the size. He's got six inches on this defender. He jumps up at the quarter of the end zone. And that's a play you see in the NFL. Yep. It works really well. So we, we know that he can get there. Maybe it slips tonight. Maybe it's, you know, a defender in his face. You don't really know. Do you fake it, Rick? Fake it. Eight seconds. You love the fakes, don't Give you? Give the Coltrane. So here we go. Foskey's going to punt this one away. It's going to be a high, short punt. Brought down. He's going to backspin to about the 30 yard line. So that'll expire time for the half here. We got a 14 14 Wait, ball. Flag, game. Rick. There's a flag. Let's see what the call is. A lot of laundry tonight. Now, if that's Oops. a block in the back. That would give Boyertown a first down, right? It's definitely against Owen Jay as they come to the line and Coach Miller ask him if he, what he wants to what he wants to do here. Give him another play. I don't think we're heading to the half though, I can tell you that. No, it looks like Coach is heading to his locker room. So the pay will be the play will be that's smart. You don't want any of these young kids getting hurt, right? You know, with no time on the clock. We did the same thing last week. Yep. You know, he basically two, three seconds left. Yeah. Declined and said, "Now nah, let's take it to the locker room. Yeah. Let's talk about hey, it." Hey, and they won the game. I mean, coach. I mean, this game, Rick, is mirroring up uh, Pottsgrove. It really is. So we got a 14-14 ball game here at Bash Memorial Stadium. We'll come right back with some halftime comments. You're listening to the Bear Sports Network. Penn State Health St. Joseph is here for all your health and wellness needs. We have all the components to get you back to the health you need. Our primary care physicians and specialists see you soon. Our urgent care centers see you quickly. Our emergency room sees you now, and our on-demand app sees you anytime. 
Whether it's our primary care, urgent care, emergency care, or on-demand care, Penn State Health St. Joseph delivers the best care anywhere. Visit us on the web at thefutureofhealthcare.org. We're back here at the half with we got a tie ball game between Boyertown and the ONJ Wildcats, and we got an aggressive game here tonight, Eric. Yeah, we do. I mean, both teams are playing really aggressive. Both sides of the ball are doing good. But I got to say, Boyertown is really stepping up with their youth, and they're playing well as a team. You can tell that they are coached very well from young to old. They're playing together as a team. You can tell these kids have been playing together for a very long time, and they're stepping up. You would come into this as a as a fan and think this was a team of seniors. So one of the things we talked about, we talked about it many times, is the fact that these kids have been playing together for a long time, whether they started at the optimist level, at the flag level, second grade tackle. So we actually asked the middle school coaches to come in tonight. So we have with us tonight the middle school West head coach, Ron Hagen, East middle school coach, Greg Lutz tonight. And we just wanted to kind of talk to them for a couple of minutes here and just kind of get their perspective on what their thoughts are. And Coach Coach Lutz, you've been here over at Middle School East now for how long? Uh, about four years now. So about four years, and you've seen these guys be, be able to develop, come up to Coach Miller, and you've seen the change basically from the new program set when they got rid of the ninth grade team a little bit. Yeah, that was a big uh, big step. Uh, a lot of kids were a little intimidated by it, but uh, once they got going, they took it in stride. So this year, you guys get started a little bit later you got a shortened season, not a lot of time in pads this year. How are you guys looking so far this year? Um, we look pretty good. Uh, we had a scrimmage against Potsgrove last week, and we only had like seven practices under our belt compared to they've been practicing for about a month straight now, I guess. So we came out. We, we scored at least. They don't really keep score scrimmage, but we had three touchdowns in the first 20 plays of offense. So I, Coach Fordell and I were pretty happy with that. Yeah, and Coach Hagen over at West, I was actually able to watch your scrimmage as my son's on your team this year and got to see it's a different format than I'm used to, so it's kind of hard to see who actually really won the scrimmage. But a little bit of work for your boys, and now you this is your first year over at West as the head coach. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I was actually hired last year, but the uh, COVID shut us down. So um, first year here, uh, luckily I had Greg Lutz help me through a lot of this uh, transition from the Optimus program up to the middle school program, but it's been going pretty well. And you started at the Optimus program. I know you and I coached together. I mean, only back to when, you know, the kids that are going to be incoming freshmen this year were in second grade. I think you coached flag as well, did you not? I did. I coached flag uh, all the way up through sixth grade. So one of the cool things that we have here with these boys that are coming up now is that they've been playing together for a long time. I mean, you don't really have too many newcomers right now. Not a whole lot. I did get lucky enough to grab a, a, a pretty good player from uh, Potts Grove and another really good player from seventh grade from uh, Potts Town. Um, so it's, it's helping us out. You know, we're getting some people coming in as a peop as opposed to kids going out like we usually see. Yeah, and you and, and I think you both had like a little bit of a shutdown in, in terms of COVID and not being able to practice. I think you got one day in pads, then shut down, and then you got to come back for a couple of days, and then you really couldn't do much. So, I mean – you got to feel pretty good. I mean, observing your scrimmage looked like your boys were doing pretty well. And how did you feel about that? Um, yeah, it's always work to do. Yeah, you know, like you said, we had uh, five days of full pad practice before that scrimmage. Um, also, when you think about it, too, the last time that these boys had played was 680 days ago. Wow. Um, when wow. most of the other middle school teams ended up playing last year, we did not. So they had, first off, they had a whole season under their belt and. We missed two weeks of practice because of COVID this year. So really tough. Now you're trying to put together an offense, trying to put together a defense. Obviously, you're probably going to focus on offense first a little bit more to get your plays in because that's the toughest part, right? So defensively, 
kind of base right now, just trying to get a feel for it? Yeah, we uh, the, the coaches are from high school send us up there some some base stuff from their uh, their defense that they're running. So we are implementing that in along with uh, you know a lot of their offensive plays too. Um, so we have a lot of that going for us too. So last year, you guys don't get a chance to play at all. Shut down for COVID. Got together, had a flag league over at Pottstown at the 422 Sportsplex. I mean, that was a lot of fun. It, it, it was. It really was. Uh, uh, yeah, it was nice getting getting to know some of the kids. And uh, now that we're on the field and tackling, those kids know what to expect from me and from Ron. They all know Ron before me. so Right. Well, I, it, was, it was nice getting to, get to learn a little about him from Ron before I actually got to see him on the field. Well, you both got to learn a little bit from each other in terms of Ron had him at the optimist level and then you have him, you know, at the middle school level and things like that. So a lot of fun to watch them grow and, and what they're becoming now as they, as they move up to the high school. So in terms of the format with the playbook, I know there was some talk about, you know, trying to get them ready for that next level for the freshmen. I mean, your playbook is pretty similar to the high school? Yeah, basically, um, we're doing the 4-3, cover two defense. We're running the same offense. We're not doing anything from shotgun right now. We're doing everything under snap. Um, but the kids uh, are special guys. We have Dalton Kirchner, Mike Borse, uh, Jaden Bates, Logan Oaks, the quarterback. They're really picking it up good. They're impressing the coaches and I. So uh, I feel pretty confident about them. Pretty similar over at West, too. Yeah, as where Greg has all the spree, speed, we have all the bulk. We have the offensive line. And we do have some some pretty good special uh, special kids in the back, too, though. Um, but, yeah, it's it's uh, very similar. We we actually did put a little bit of shotgun in here in the last week. Um, and it really seems to help the quarterback read better than from under center. So. Especially when you're, you know, your line, you're trying to strengthen your line, give them a couple extra seconds to be able to make that pitch or that pass or whatever you want to do out of the backfield. So... Interesting to hear from you guys and your perspective. I know Coach Miller, I talked to him this week on Wednesday. He said he's going to be coming down to take a look at your practices. And he's really involved in what's coming up to his freshman class. I know that he's got his sophomore class. He's really got a big eye on it right now. We're watching Kate Sennett out there. Jason Oaks uh, really playing well. You mentioned Oaks. His younger brother plays. Brother Logan, yeah. yeah Logan. Uh, they're very similar players. Um, I don't think Logan's going to be – he's our quarterback right now. I don't know if he's a quarterback in the future. There's a lot of competition coming from West. But he's a great athlete, and he can play just about anywhere on the field. So what do you guys think of this game tonight, Coach Hagan? What do you think so far? 14-14. Yeah, it's close. It was nice to see us come out and run two plays, get that touchdown. But it, right, they answered right back. That was, uh, that was you know, was a heartbreaker. But, you know, it's 14-14. They get the ball back to start off. But that's all right. We're, this defense is looking good. I'm loving it. Another barn burner here. Your son plays on the team, Coach Lutz. Yeah, he's a junior. Um... Hasn't been getting too much playing time this year, but he's got to earn it, I told him. so. Some big seniors out there that are taking it. Yeah, he's candle. got a lot of seniors ahead of him in his position. That's tough. So. Yeah, that's tough as you're going through. So we got a barn burner here tonight at Boyertown. We're tied up at 14-14. We're really thankful for the coaches to come in tonight and give us a little bit of perspective of what's, what's to come next year as the freshman class moves through. And a pretty big freshman class, really, if you think about it, guys that have been playing together for a while. I know, Coach Ron, you have a lot of eighth graders this year. I, I do. Um, I probably have, what, 34 altogether, 34 on the, uh, on the team. Uh, probably 25 of them are eighth graders. So, yeah, went light on the seventh graders this year, unfortunately. You're pretty similar over there, Coach Lutz? Uh, we got about 14 or 15 eighth graders, 31 total. Um, we got hit pretty hard already with a couple kids transferring to other schools and um, a couple a couple kids on quarantine right now also. So we're hoping to be back in full strength by Tuesday, our first game. 
So we're all playing that game right now with COVID, and that's been pretty tough for all the teams in the area. We well, really appreciate you guys stopping into halftime. We hope you enjoy the rest of the game. Hopefully, Boardtown can come out with fireworks and beat this one, and you know, do a great job tonight. So thank you very much for coming in. Thanks we'll be right back. We're gonna take a quick break here, tied up at halftime for some more post-game pre-halftime comments. 14-14. You're listening to the Bear Sports Network. here for all your health and wellness needs. We have all the components to get you back to the health you need. Our primary care physicians and specialists see you soon. Our urgent care centers see you quickly. Our emergency room sees you now, and our on-demand app sees you anytime. Whether it's our primary care, urgent care, emergency care, or on-demand care, Penn State Health St. Joseph delivers the best care anywhere. Visit us on the web at thefutureofhealthcare.org. Back here in Boyertown, tied up 14-14 with about seven minutes or so left in the half. We have the band on the field right now as they prepare. Probably a last practice right now before Cavalcade tomorrow night. See a little EWF, Rick. A little earth, wind, and fire out there. It's interesting to see what they do each and every year. It really is. I mean, you got to think, when we played, we never got to see this. We were always in the locker room getting screamed at. Yeah, so... <laughs> We got some halftime scores in the area right now. As I said earlier, PV was up on Springford 14 to nothing. Haven't gotten much of a change there. Pottsgrove beating Phoenixville seven nothing. That one actually surprised me. Yeah, that me. really shocks me. Yeah, Phoenixville not the greatest program this year, struggling a little bit. But Pottsgrove obviously having some trouble with them down there. And so Pottstown and Upper Marion, I don't have one in on that one yet. Governor Mifflin, that was a big game of the week this week. So first place Mustangs going against Episcopal Academy. Governor Mifflin's up 28-0 with Nick Singleton going into this week as 5,000 yards carry uh, on the ground. So Fleetwood's losing to Wyatt Missing 35-0. Wyatt Missing is up on Mannheim, or sorry, Wilson is up on Mannheim Central 14-10. Burks Catholic down 20 to 7 against Malvern Prep right now. So just some local scores in the area tonight. I guess Exeter must be playing tomorrow, Rick. Exeter is playing tomorrow night. They're playing against Western York, West York tomorrow night. They That's play. our other guys. Our other guys they are going to be calling a game on a Saturday. So you have Darren Ziner out there tomorrow night uh, calling that one in Western York as Exeter is looking to bounce back from a tough game last week, a tough loss to Hempfield going to have to get that one back. So tonight, yeah, like I said, Pottsgrove was 2-1 and one going into the week. Phoenixville 1-2. Pottsgrove's only up 7 nothing. Phoenixville got their first win last week against Arterra area. Arterra, buddy. Arterra, is that what I can't say any other word, but yeah. I can say that. <laughs> so 36-33, they won that one. Springfield's 2-2 two two in the season. A big powerhouse at 6A, but really not, you know, the team that they were in past years. Who do they play this week, Rick? I so they got Perk per Valley. We talked okay. about that. Oh, that's they're, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's they're down right. 14 nothing. And Perk Valley lost last week to Mannheim, 43 to 40. This week, Norristown really struggling. 0 and 4. They lost to Cheltenham last week, 33 to nothing. So a shutout. Methacton, they're playing against Methacton tonight. Methacton's 3 and 1 this week, as they beat Pottstown last week, 14 to 7. And Pottstown's struggling. So for Methacton, you know, 14 to 7. It's kind of a tough one there. I mean, you know, you got to think about how the pack's, you know, uh, filtering out at this point as they head into league play this week. So Pottstown 0-4, 
last uh, we're going into this game. They're playing at home tonight against Upper Marion, who's two and one. Upper Marion beat Twin Valley last week, 24 to 12. Upper Perk, Upper Perk travels to Pope John Paul II this week, and Upper Perk lost last week to Schuylkill, Schuylkill Valley, 42 to 14. Pope John Paul has lost the last two games, so they're looking for a win. Actually, they're going to play tomorrow, not tonight. So they have an afternoon game tomorrow night at Pope John Paul II. So like you said, 2-2 two two Exeter plays tomorrow night against Western York at 6 p.m. And Burks Catholic had a big win last week against Pope John Paul, but they're currently losing right now. So that's the way the pack's shaping up, and a little bit of Burks County at the same time. One thing we just talked about with coaches right there was you know the youth program coming all the way up from the bottom to the top, and they're obviously at the middle school now. But the Boretown Optimist program starts with a flag program and then goes all the way, you know, up to sixth grade. Yeah, I mean, I went through the program. A lot of players that I played with went through the program. I mean, I I played with the program when it was still yellow and blue. Um, Coach Breezy. Um, it's a fantastic program. It always has. I mean, the Boyertown Optimist has a lot of fantastic programs. Bitty basketball, girls softball. But, I mean, their football program is by bar none. It gives every kid a chance. You know, I always say, like, there's every team league, has, you know, a pal league. Pottstown has pal. One thing with the pal leagues, it's weighted. So if you weigh a certain weight, you play against all those teams. One thing against Boyertown is they kind of never – they didn't do that when I played. Yeah, so Pal, I mean, the years has changed. They are grade level program okay, now, yeah, okay. because they turned basically, well, we coached it, it changed a little bit from a Berks League to a Pack League, and it's, it's by grade level now. So the Boretown Optimist has their annual Piggy Bowl every year. This year is the 65th annual Piggy Bowl. Um, and with that being said, so it's on October 9th this year, and one of the great things that they're doing this year is Preston's Pantry, which was the loss of a community member last uh, two years ago in a flood, and it goes through in her son's name um, for Preston's Pantry. So Preston's Pantry will be on site at the Optimus Biggie Bowl to collect donations on October 9th from 7.30 in the morning until 4 p.m. And you can also reach out to them or even to us if you want to drop donations off earlier as they're trying to get as many as they can to promote this awesome organization that helps out. And unfortunately, in the memorial of the loss of community members here, but Boyertown Optimus led by Mike Stanchak and Jen Stanchak this year. And of course, their amazing committee that they have over there as they build a youth program to send them up to the high school, to the middle school and then to the high school. They do a wonderful, wonderful job over there. I know my son went all the way through. My older son played a few years. So able to really see the program that they put on there. I'm going to say it, Rick. Again, the community is stepping up with Preston's Pantry. It's been a fantastic organization since they started. You can really see that's one thing I love about this town is how the community comes together when there is a problem. Or, again, Friday Night Lights. You look in these stands, we have this, you know, we're a packed house. I mean, the student section is huge. I, like I said, I played here three years. I know you played here. I don't, I can't recall the stands being this full, Rick. I mean, when we played, the band had a section in the stands. They did. The stands are so full right now, the band is actually standing in the end zone for the game. They did. It, it's, it's phenomenal. The towns, I think, you know, Boyertown has always been known for baseball and Legion and wrestling and, and all the other sports. And Boyertown has always taken a back burner. I think the youth of our team that we have now, I think football's coming back to Boyertown, and it's very refreshing. 
like to see that. And Coventry is building a program there too. And just one one quick mention for them. And, and you know they they do have a great program over there at Coventry for Owen J. Roberts. Yep. And the Coventry program is three weeks undefeated in the youth program, which means oh, wow. every team from second grade to sixth grade has been undefeated for three weeks straight. I mean that's an accomplishment in itself just to see the coaching staff. And I I played against them and. You know, they have a really great program. They practice over at the Hill School area, the new fields there yep. in Pottstown, and a great facility, some great coaches. We actually had joint practices there at the sixth mm -hmm. grade level with Boyertown and Coventry. So you get to see the continuity basically across the communities and across the, the county line to see, and, and then you see this game here tonight. So it's a culmination of everything from the youth brought up, and then you see it out here on the field. Yeah, that's fantastic. I mean, I know when I played in the youth program, We'd always play the Reading teams, the Governor Mifflins, the, you know, the Wilsons, the, you know, uh, Reddings. We never really played a lot of youth teams around here because there wasn't very many of them. But, I mean, last week you had the, you had the Pottsgrove Future Falcons. You know, now you have the Coventry team. I mean, I, I like what, I like how our area is starting. We're going to be the next Texas when it comes to Friday Night Football. Uh, we'd like to hope so. So, Boyertown's going to take the field to get warmed up for the second half. We're getting ready to get back to this one. We're tied up here at 14. We'll take a quick break here, and we'll bring you back for the third quarter. You're listening to the Bears Sports Network. Seasons Cafe in Flying Hill scratches your gourmet itch. Chef Joe Church has been serving Redding's culinary community for 35 years with delicacies like sea bass, Norwegian trout, galamad, and the house favorite, sautéed soft-shell crabs. Seasons has a TripAdvisor rating of 4.9 out of 5 and serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner Wednesday to Sunday with a Sunday brunch to live for. That's Seasons Cafe in the Flying Hills Center. Check us out on Facebook for hours of operation. Back here, 14 all, as we finish up the halftime break. We got Boardtown on the field. Owen Jay has not emerged yet. Maybe no. having to talk about Boardtown able to start to get the ball rolling here in the second quarter. I mean, and as a coach, I mean, if I was on Owen Jay's sidelines, I, I don't know what to do because Boardtown is bringing so many different players than even they did last week. I mean, you watch the film against Pottsgrove, we had some players. Now you're watching this game, and we're having different players. I, I kind of don't know how you game plan for that. I mean, I see ONJ walking out, and I don't know, but they're not running. They're just strolling out. I mean, are they defeated? Did they think they were going to come in here and roll over us? Because I'm going to tell you right now, this team that wears the red and black for Boyertown, they're a team that's not going to get walked all over. Yeah, you can look at the Exeter score. You can look at the Y.O. score. We didn't get ran over. We get, played a fantastic game start to finish. Yeah, okay, maybe the other kids were older and bigger, but our kids played fantastic. So Boyertown's on the sideline, warmed up, ready to go, having a talk, getting each other pumped up. Your starter's getting a little bit of stretch. O&J has just emerged out of the gate and talked about the game of the week pretty much in the pack in terms of Springford and PV. That's yep. a big game in the pack this week. But also, you know, two 6A teams, but also these, these week, these two 6A teams going at it. And you got to remember that Boyertown right now is ranked 20th in 6A in the district right now. So you get inside the 16-team mark, and you're, you're going to the playoffs, which Boyertown hasn't done in quite a while. And, and you got and honestly, if you look at it, Springford's right in the mix there at, at 16. They're 2-2. Two two. We're 2-2. Two two. 
you know, Owen J. Roberts at three and one. So it's almost like a four-way tie right now to get into the playoff bracket. This game really means I, a lot to I'm Boyertown I'm going to tell right you now. what, though. I mean, even if Boyertown this year doesn't get into the top 16, there is nothing for this team to be ashamed of. They have the youth. We're going to get there. I mean, this year, I mean, Coach is doing a fantastic job. Hey, we make the top 16. I'm going to I'm going to be calling the games while we're in the playoffs, hopefully. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, other than that, I mean, next year, I'm going to be super excited with this team. I mean, because at least we'll know all their names next year because yeah. if the team's not even leaving. So, you brought it up earlier, and I wanted to come back to it real quick. And you what, said, no, 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 no. So, Zach Foskey, and you yep. said, let him kick it because he's probably got him off leg, right? Yeah. So, I, I talked to some people. And I tried to figure out, you know, I said, what do you think Zach Foskey's longest is? And the comments were kind of in the 40 to 45-yard range, which is, you know, excellent for a high school, a high school kid, kicker. That's right? fantastic. But Colin Eisenhardt got a leg on him, too. Got him back punting. And that's why you did see Colin Eisenhardt kick, you know, a little bit more two weeks ago. I saw him kick. So you can – you know, you, you got a double threat there at kicker, which is not a position that you talk about much. But, I mean, you got to no. talk about Zach Foskey. He was six for six last week. And the extra points in high school. and, and After playing a full soccer well, game. Well, not last week. He didn't, no, so the week before he played the full soccer game. No, against Potsgrove. Potsgrove. Yeah, that was last week. You're right. right. Was that? Yeah, well, you're right. It was the game. <laughs> you're correct. I got my <laughs> leak mixed up. Yeah. So, yeah, playing a full game goes six for six on field goals. So, Owen Jay will take the sidelines here. Boyertown will kick this one away. We have a total well-rounded team. I mean, who talks about a kicker in a halftime show? You know, but us. I mean, and there's every position we can talk about. We can talk about blocking wide receivers, running backs that block, you know, running backs that are, you know, great runners, quarterbacks with arms, quarterbacks that are playing middle linebacker that are making plays and tackles. It, it, it's like Boyertown is so well-rounded. I don't – again, I'm very a hometown guy. I, I got to say, this is a very well-rounded team. I don't know that Boyertown has had a well-rounded team like this. I mean, back, I think, what, 1964, there was some sort of, uh, like, 12-game winning streak. I saw something Seven on Facebook game, yeah. today. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, big mention there. So, Foskey will kick this one away to start the second half. It's a squib kick down to the 12-yard line. Picked up by Grimm. Break it through. Ooh, brought down hard by Cole Marinello at the 35-yard line. So we're kicked off here, opened up in the second half. We got a whole new ball game here. We're tied up at 14. Cody Savage in on that one as well. You, you can't see a play out there where he's not either coming on, on the field or off the field. So getting a lot more playing time since the season yeah. started here. It's good to see that. It's good to see. It's very good to see the coach using all of his players. Reed in the gun. Boyertown in the four-man set. Shift right. They're going to adjust for Grimm, but they can't adjust enough. He's up the middle, breaking free. One tackle, two. Kate Sennett will bring him down across midfield at the 35-yard line. Not what we were thinking we were going to see right no, off the bat. No, not at all. Avery Grimm breaking ahead for one there. Yeah, not at all. I didn't think I was going to see that. It did look like the linebackers may have thought they saw something and they called something. I did see like a little bit of a late shift. So I don't know if they thought they saw something and then O&J may have uh, changed it up on them. Reed in the gun, Avery. He'll take the handoff up the middle again, right off tackle. 
The blocking's got him. Roman Marinello will bring him down to 22, but not after he gets another, well, close to a first down. Again, that was very good blocking by the offensive line on that one. I mean, the defense was there. The offensive line just stood him up. I mean, the, the D-line on plays like that, they're not getting driven off the ball. They're just kind of standing there and getting, you know, shadowed. Reed will bring him out of the huddle. First and 10 at the Boyertown 22-yard line as they're driving here with 11.05 to play in the third quarter. Two receivers to the right, one far split way, way left. We got a flag on the play here, maybe a false start. Yeah, I think the offensive tackle may have uh, seen that his guy in motion run behind him, and there might have been a little bump that caused him to jump off sides. Got a false start on the Wildcats, so that'll take him back. Either that or the refs trying to make up for that interception call in the first half. But. So that'll be a first and 15 for the Wildcats here with 10.50 to play in the third. They're driving. Cade Sennett split out left to defend Jason Oaks here to the right. Wildcats change the play, reading the gun, Avery. Quick handoff to Avery, almost got oh. up the line of scrimmage. He might have gotten one or two on that one, but not much. Nicholas Panarello made a very nice play on that. He came up and stuffed him, caught him, caused him to bounce a little bit, but he held him up enough that the rest of the defense could come and make a play. Panarello boys in there on defense. So both, I mean, if you if you look at the picture from last week in the fourth overtime with the fumble. You can't look at it without seeing both Panarello boys, Chamberlain's in there, and Anthony Famulero all in there on the gang tackle against Amir Brunson. He was going nowhere. Not only that, kicked the ball out. Boretown takes the game. 9.56 to play. And we got flags all you're, over. You're, you're hearing a lot of siblings. There is. You know, you heard Coach at halftime say about Oaks. You know, you hear the Panarellos. You know, there's a lot of, it's nice to see your family. And I, and I say that about Boyertown because Boyertown football and Boyertown sports, just Boyertown in general is a very big family. So another offsides penalty against the Wildcats. We got a second and a mile here from their Boyertown 28-yard line. This is, this is key right gun, here for trips left, reads back to pass. He's got a man in his face. Anthony Panarello coming up on him, not going to get him in time. He's going to run out of bounds at about the 33-yard oh, line and another on. flag. Oh, one little push. I mean, that's so hard to do when you're chasing a ball carrier and he steps out of bounds. So maybe a late hit here yeah. against Boyertown. I don't know what you do on that. That's that's a very rough play. Even in the NFL and the older guys, I mean, for a kid like this, I mean, you're running full speed trying to think the guy's going to, you know, you need to make a tackle and he steps out of bounds. And it was just a little bit of a push. It wasn't that big of a deal, I didn't think. But again, that's why I'm not a ref because I'm partial. So Reed will bring him up. <laughs> That'll be a late hit Wait. against Boyertown. Oh, Town. I think one of the coaches may have gotten a flag. I, you got to figure. I mean, some questionable situations here. And Coach Miller's a fighter just like his boys. And. You know, we're seeing some stuff here. So an automatic first down for O&J. And this first down is brought to you by In-Home Oxygen on the web at inhomeoxygen.net. Reed will get him ready here. 9.30 to play in the third. We're still tied up here at 14. Boyertown's fighting tooth and nail. A couple miscues, a lot of 
a lot of di discipline issues here in the third quarter, Eric. And, and we talked about the penalties from last week, how that could have hindered us a little bit, but we did overcome that. Penalties again, we see it, Rick. We have them second in forever, and now we're third and six? Or no, it's sorry, first and ten, and they didn't even really run a play. We gave it to them. I mean, it sucks. I mean... You can see the passion in the team. That second 15 yards was a passion call. You know, the, the coaches are passionate. Hmm. Oh, so it is. Give them the first, so it's third and 10 here. Quick pass out the right side. Going to take it up to about the 12 yard line of Boyertown. Yeah, so I Owen's able to move that one. Yeah, I guess it. Okay. So I guess Villarosa. we don't look at the we don't look at look at the scoreboard for the first down. Anthony Villarosa on the reception <laughs> there and the catch and run. But you got to understand, like between you get yeah. five you have five penalties there in a matter of a minute <laughs> yeah. and a half. You yeah, don't know yeah. which way is up. It's Boardtown. It's yeah. O and J. It's Board. You know, so a lot of confusion there. Right, and obviously, now it's first and ten, but the, he didn't look like he got the first down. He got the play. first down. So that'll be first down for Villarosa. <laughs> From the Boyertown 10-yard like right line. Before half time. Nobody knows what's going Nine on. Nine minutes left to play here Who's in the on third. First, it's pitching. Well, Reed's handing off to Avery, and Avery's going to go up off left tackle, be driven back. They're not going to let him in the end zone, but stop him about the six-yard line. So maybe a four-yard carry for yeah. Avery Grimm. Again, Boyertown's—they're scraping to the ball. I mean, they're doing a fantastic job. The O-line did have good blocks, but we fought off the blocks and stopped them on that one. It's just that one. That one miscue, mm -hmm. and 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 they talked about it with Owen J. I mean, if you, you let go with Avery Grimm, he hits the seam. Yep, it's down. It's you know he's going to take it down, and you, you got to hope that Jason Oaks or Kate Sennett or Marinello is there to catch him. So Reed in the gun, single step back, twins right. Another handoff to Grimm up the right side, off tackle. He'll dive down to about the one, about the two yard line. So it'll be third and goal from the two for Owen J. Marinello looking to the officials. Brandon Shane with a tackle again. So you got Brandon Shane back there at safety. You got Luke Ordway playing defensive end, and you got your big guys in there at key positions to try and contain this one. So bringing in a goal line, and who's on the field? Coltrane. Coltrane's on the field for the goal line defense here. Got to use a big man like that, so he'll play defensive. Left tackle here. Here's the goal line. They're going to try and punch it in with a quarterback keep. It looks like they're going to get it. So Michael Reed will punch that win in for the Wildcats, and they'll go up by one score here with 7:47 to play in the third. Boytown's got a ball game. Well, we do, we do indeed. Just gotta hope this one doesn't, you know, go all the way to overtime, and we can seal the deal. Like, you know, talking to Coach Miller, thought really wanted to try and get that one in regulation last week. You know, obviously some miscues on, on both sides of the ball by mm -hmm. both teams. This is going to be playing smart, playing penalties. You know. So the extra point is up, and it's good. So with 7.47 to play in the third here, that was no good, Eric. Really? Looked like it went right through. It looked like it was left. no good yeah. there. So, okay. That's so why we're not refs. With 7.47 to play in the third, ONJ Roberts up 20 to 14. You're listening to the Bears Sports Network. To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. 
Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen. By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Twenty to fourteen here at Bash Memorial Stadium, and seven forty-seven to play in the third. Boyertown set to receive this one. Jason Oaks back deep. Leo Egby, the up man at the thirty-yard line. Roman Marinello, Kate Sennett, also back ready to get a hold of this one. Get ready to kick this one away. Boyertown got to get something going here. Yeah, they they really do. I think this is going to be a key offensive series for them. Um, they need to punch one in this series, I think, Rick. Carson Johnson kicks this one. It's a low to the left side. Right over to Brandon Shane. Shane will take it up to about the 42-yard line. So a short kick by ONJ kind of gives Bordertown an advantage. Yeah. They're going to start from their own 42, have some breathing room, try to get something moving here. Yeah, this is going to be this is good, good field position. This is where Bordertown wanted to be. Obviously, if they would have had a run back, that would have been better. But let's get this offensive rolling. Let's, like the first series, like, you know, let's get it rolling, back rolling. Coach Kolka's got to be a little fired up here. I mean, you're up by one score. You missed a field goal. I mean, you left a wide open opportunity here. Yeah. Bordertown kicks, gets one in. You got Zach Foskey kick it through. Egby will take it up the middle. But he might, he goes about nowhere. Yeah, so I mean. Maybe and, a yard. And, again, you're right. I think Coach is going to be a little bit, of, oh, my God, we missed a field goal. Warriortown has a good kicker. I mean, you don't want to let us have room to score, you know, with a field goal or two field goals. You know what I mean? It's one thing I noticed about the Boyertown team here as a family. You don't you don't see a lot of calls coming from the sideline. You see the quarterback coming over, and he's having a direct conversation with Coach Miller every yep. single time. So Garris under center, Egby in the eye, Jason Oaks split to the left. It'll be a handoff to Marinello around the end. He'll take the corner. Come up the sideline, up to the 50-yard line before he runs out of bounds. So Roman Marinello getting something moving here for the Boretown Bears. He, I got to say, he picked up the ball boy and carried the ball boy as he was running. So the ball oh, boy down there. No, hurt player from O&J on the sidelines. You don't like to see that. Take an injury break here as T.J. Miller will come on the field and talk to his team. Looks like maybe a cramp. Hey, they're in good hands down there with uh, Donna. Yeah. Donna's been working on these kids for quite a long time. I know she worked on us. Oh, yeah, she taped my ankles quite a few times. <laughs> taped my knees every day. <laughs> and took my helmet one time. Not you. I don't believe it. Yeah. One time, just for a practice. That was before concussion protocol was a thing. Senior Aston Shrum down the down player here for <laughs> ONJ. Hill will be walked off on his own power. Boretown will get ready to resume here with seven minutes to play in the third. ONJ Roberts up 20 to 14 if you're just joining Come on, us. Come on, Boretown, call this. The ONJ Roberts defense is shaky out there right now. So Garris will fake the handoff to Egby and head up the right side off the end. Gain about two yards on the carry. So you can see he's getting his head, Rick. He's starting to realize when to keep it, when to pull it. Like, he's doing really good this game. I like to see the improvement. Each week, I love seeing this improvement. 
Boyertown pounding the ball here just a little bit at a time, taking some time off the clock. I mean, 6.35 to play in the third quarter. You're down by only six. Yeah, right only now. six, yeah. Cole Marinello will bring him to the line. Center, Luke Ordway split far left. Jason Oaks in the slot, Garrison the gun. Looks like a blitz coming. They'll show it. Oaks in motion. Garris back to pass. He's going to the end now. Luke Ordway will oh. catch that one. Nope, broken uh, up. He, he, it, it, I think. Out of hand on it. He, he anticipated the run. He wanted to run and get some yards so bad. Seal the catch first. Catch it, then run. So Garris honing in the passes a little bit. Had some trouble in the first half with trying to get the pass to yes. him. A little bit over his head, a little bit behind him. Now. Right to Ordway, but unfortunately that one through his hand. So we'll step back up and try again as Brandon Shane will split far to the left side. The Bears moving right to left. And again, that last play, that's just youth and experience. He's getting excited. Friday night lights. Garris will call for it. Quick pitch out to Marinello, right side up the sideline. He'll take two, three guys with him. Gain of about four on the play. Flag. Looks like they threw a flag. May have been some chipping and some late hit. Over there on the O&J sidelines. Wasn't going to be enough for a first down. We'll see what the call is here. We might get a first down out of this after all. Uh, I don't know. It looks like the O&J coach is saying he's declining it. 6.05 to play here in the third. Got a personal foul against Boyertown. So that'll take him back. Yeah, we, Boyertown didn't need that. I think coach has got to settle this team down. Again, we're starting to make some mistakes, like penalties and stuff. Penalties, I mean, in, in any, any level. I mean, high school, college, NFL, penalties will kill you. You're giving the team yardage by a penalty. You make a you know crazy mistake. You know, some penalties happen. Some penalties are forgivable. Something like that, personal foul. Got a little hit, probably pushed him a little bit. Got a flag for him. So with a fourth and a mile here, Zach Foskey will get ready to punt this one away. Oh, bad, bad snap. snap. Foskey's going to have to adjust. He's got time, though. It's a uh, bad punt. I don't even know if it comes up to the line of scrimmage, honestly. He'll get a roll, and it'll be downed at the Boyertown 48-yard line. So the Wildcats are going to get some good ball position to start this one off. Yeah. Not what you want to see. Another flag. Again, we're making mistakes, Rick. Flags. What, what's happening now? I hope the officiating crew stretched a little bit before they jumped out here tonight because we're seeing them Yeah. with a lot of calls here. Some undisciplined stuff going on. So, Boyertown, we called on that one. So, it's 5.56 to play here in the third. O&J will take over. What what call was that, Rick? I'm not entirely sure, Eric. If it was basketball, I would have said a technical because he made a T. <laughs> so O&J will take over from the Boyertown 32-yard line with 5.56 to play. Wildcats up 20-14 to 14 here at Bash Memorial Stadium. Boyertown having some miscues, trying to get their head straight, get back into this one here. Reed will bring him to the line. He's in the gun. He's got two receivers split to the right, moving left to right here. Avery up the middle. Nobody home. Gained about nine on that one. Maybe not just enough for a first down. 
Hate to say it, but big hole in the middle. I, I don't know. You got Panarello in the middle, and you got Chamberlain there. I, I don't know what the read was there because Avery comes right up through the middle, and he's able to cut free. Yeah, and the, the ref, the ref kind of helped us with that when he was kind of in the way. So that penalty, Rick, was a unsportsmanlike conduct. All right. You never like to see that. <laughs> All right. Free to come up with the gun again. Twins right. Avery. Quick handoff. Avery will take it off the right side and be held on by a shoelace. Gavin Chamberlain on the stop for Boyertown. Again, we call his name again, Rick. One thing you don't see from Owen Jay that you do see more of from Boyertown is Michael Reed doesn't keep the ball. He hands it off every time. Yep. I've seen him keep the ball one time, and that was on a quarterback keep for yep. a touchdown. So yep. they don't have, obviously, or they don't use him in the most athletic way as we do with Ryder Garris or even Anthony Panarello when he was in there. So, I mean, unless they see what, you know, what Potsgrove, I mean, Potsgrove bit us a little bit on the outside. So another hand off to Reed up the middle. He'll take it for about another four yards as they're driving down to the Bordertown 11-yard line. I mean, they may have saw, you know, that we are kind of a little weaker around the outside in the sweep, so maybe they're playing that with, hey, pitch the ball every time, you know. We talked about it a little bit at half. Like we talked about it a little bit at halftime too. The athleticism that Bordertown has, the weapons that they have, you know, on both sides of the ball, and a lot of these guys playing two ways as well. As the game yep. drags on, you got you know some some fatigue. Obviously, yeah. last week going into four overtimes, you got a three-hour game. Oh um, yeah. So Reed here in the gun, Avery in the backfield to his right. Blitz coming from Boyertown. He's grabbing on to Avery nice. and a great call defensively there. Yeah, that that was a fantastic call by defense. Blitzing that guy off the edge, you knew what was coming. They ran Famular three times in a row. I so mean, Famularo comes in off the edge with the stop there, dragging on the line of scrimmage. So Borzo line of scrimmage. So Borzo, Owen J with a third and five from the Boretown eleven with three forty-three to play here in the third this, quarter. This is a big offense. This is a big defensive stop for Boyertown. Again, we blitz. Reads back end. to Kip Hess. Caught. Down at the one-yard line. Cade Sennett can't defend that one. No, I mean, that was just a good pass. The, the, the receiver stood in front of the defensive player. They're on, like, the three-yard line, it looks like. Try to catch some of their, their jerseys, Eric, but the, 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 yeah, their the color differential. I, I, can't, I can't see the it's numbers. It's hard to see the yeah, eight to the it's, six. It's white on white. I need a spotter. thin red line, yeah. The play. The play. Play. Reed's going to keep this one, and he'll just punch that one right into the end zone and walk right in behind the line. So Owen Jay will take this up by two scores. There is still a lot of time left on the clock. There's a ton of game left here. I mean, yep. the way this game's been yep. going, there's so many so many different things that can happen here. This is this is going to be a make-or-break time right now for Boyertown. Young kids, two touchdowns. They're down right now. Let's see how they battle back. This is going to – this is a lot heart. This is where the heart's going to come out, you know, where maybe a little bit of an experienced player would rally his team. Let's see what these young kids can do. Johnson will kick this one. That one does make it through the uprights, and they'll take this one up. 3.07 to play. Owen Jay up 27 to 14. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back here at Bash Stadium. You're listening to the Bears Sports Network.
Floortown back to receive this one with 3.07 to play in the third. Owen J, 27, Boyertown 14. Johnson will tee this one up. Jason Oaks back deep, and you got to hope that either he gets a quick return on this one and can bring it up the sideline or another bad kick again here by Johnson. He'll kick it down. It's low. It's a squib down to the Boyertown 30-yard line. Kate Sennett will pick it up. Bring it up to about the 35-yard line. He, there's, another, there's, another, there's another name we said last week that stepped up in the second half of that game. Yeah, I mean, you know, he gave one up in the first half, yep. right? So blown coverage in the first half. He gives one up. He, you know, you can't – a miscue, right? Mm -hmm. No big deal. Second half of that game, he comes up with some really big stops. Oh, yeah, Some big stops in the end zone. Yep. I mean, you can't say enough about this sophomore class, but – you got two sophomores in the secondary. You got two seniors, <laughs> sorry, two sophomores at corners, two seniors at your safety spot. So, you know, a lot of room to, to grow there. So, Garrison, the gun. Handoff, nope. Egby, pitch out to Marinello, almost a busted play, and it's going to be as Marinello is going to be pushed out of bounds at about the 32 yard line. So, the snap comes back, fake the handoff to Egby. Tries to get the pitch as he's getting hit over yeah, Marinello. That's, Not a fumble. No, no, but that's a play that Coach Miller is going to show them four times and say, well, hey. That's a bad, it's a missed block. Yeah, just just be smart with pitching the ball when you have that many people around you. Yeah, that's Crazy a Crazy things block. can happen. That's a missed block, and, and there's only so much you can do at that point. It's, you know, and that's why the linemen are so important. You praise them when you, when you can because that's a tough job to have there on a play that takes that long to develop. Oh, Boyertown's moving everybody around. So Shane will switch to the left. Marinello split to the right. Oak split in the slot. Oh, offside. Legal motion. That's going to be a legal motion on Boyertown. That'll move them back five. Did not need that. This is These are the little things that are hurting us right now. So 2.50 to play here in the third quarter with Owen J 27, Boyertown 14. Back in the same situation, buried in your own territory. Now you got a second and a half mile to try to get this one moving. This is a hard down with this long of a run to uh, have a play for. I'm thinking pass here. Yeah, I mean, you got it. Yep, Garris is going to drop back. He's looking deep. He's wide open. Marinello oh, yeah. across the midfield. He's at the 50, hits Ooh. hard down at the 45. So he's going to move that one down into Wildcat territory as Roman Marinello says, give me the ball. Let's get something moving here. Yeah, he was wide open. That was a blown coverage. That was a great pass route. That was a great pass. I, I'm not sure who hit who harder there. <laughs> Marinello is not afraid to hit, never no. has been. I mean, the Marinello boys, you got two of them on this team. One has since graduated last year, and now you got Roman over here as a senior and just plowing across the 50-yard line. I, you're going to have to bring him down with a lot of force because this kid is not going to stop. So Garris under center, Egby in the eye. Shane split left. Fakes the handoff to Egby, and he is pile-drived at the 45-yard line, and he's, Garris is yeah, not, not getting moving. up. That's not good. Where's the flag on that official? At the textbook tackle almost, but Garris is not moving right now. I don't think Coach Miller is going to be happy with this one. And when I say he's not moving, he is not moving. He was pile-drived at the 45-yard yeah, line. You don't like to see this at any age, any level, but especially with this one. This kid has such a big future here. You, you don't like to see this. This is pretty detrimental here to the Boyertown offense as Anthony Panarello comes out and puts his helmet on. He's going to have to come in and take over the helm here for Boyertown. 
trainers attending to him. Looks like he's moving around a little bit. That's good. I just just watching the tackle. It's just you know yeah. scary to see a player go down that hard. Not you, sure. you never like to see that. I mean, it's, it is people get hurt playing this game. That's why you wear all the pads. But you never like to see anything like that happen to anybody. So we'll take a quick break here as we wait and see how uh, Harris is doing. Hopefully he gets back up. 2-14 to play in the third. O&J 27, Boratown 14. You're listening to the Bears Sports Network. Penn State Health St. Joseph is here for all your health and wellness needs. Whether it be our primary care and specialists throughout the region seeing you soon, our urgent care centers in Muhlenberg, Maiden Creek, and Straustown seeing you quickly, our emergency room in Burn Township seeing you now, or our on-demand app, walk-in lab, mammography, and imaging services seeing you anytime. We're ready when you need us. We'll get you back to the health you need to live the way you want. Visit thefutureofhealthcare.org to learn more. Up to U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo GOAT, G-O-A-T, acronym, stands for greatest of all time. As in spaghetti sandwiches for dinner? They're my fave. Dad, you're the GOAT. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. Well, back here at Bash Memorial Stadium, as Ryder Garris is still down, seems some movement out there, so with some good signs, the EMT crew will attend to him as the Boyertown Stadium here is gone pretty much silent, even on the O&J side. You don't want to see any player. No, like not that. not at this age group. I mean, not even in an older age group. You, you never want to see a player like this. You know, it's one thing if they're down, the trainers come out, they come off the field. But when you, you see somebody stand up and wave to the EMTs, it, it's not a good sign. Yeah, it, and it didn't take them long to, to call for that either. So something obviously serious, something not good here. So poor town, we'll have a couple little bit to talk about this and watch on as yeah and I mean at this point you, you, you're not coaching I mean you're not coaching I mean I'm sure you see all the Boyertown people everybody's eyes are dead set on the center yeah. of that field I mean your, your thoughts and prayers go out and here here the ambulance comes and the ambulance will come onto the field here as Ryder Garris obviously in some serious pain so Anthony Panarello is going to have to get in here and come in for this and, and you know Pinarello did a great job in the yeah, first couple I mean, weeks. You have a good backup quarterback. I mean, it's fine. You don't want to see this, though. I, this for for a young for for a young team having an injury like this mentally for a young team to bounce back from this. This is going to show their tenacity and their drive to see how they can come back from this because this is huge. I know when I was a senior, we had some injuries. We just we were talking about that. You know, as an older per, you know guy on the team you can deal with it because you've seen it for a while these are all young kids I, i'm sure not one of these kids have had this happen before on a football field well you know you get to the point where you know you come back out of this one and you're either just you know furious and you want to get going and you want to win one for them now you gotta look at this in, in terms 
Robert Garris' grandfather passes away last yeah. week. You know, last early last week he passes away. He's got a rough week. He comes out. He balls out against Pottsgrove. Goes into four overtimes. Plays the game of his life. You know, and I and I followed Ryder as the years have progressed as he went through middle school and everything else, and 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 his talent here. And then you you know you see this here. You know, it's, it's not what you want to see. Is that the team's going to get together and I'm guessing have a little prayer here. Absolutely. And just, you know, I would not lift him doubt up it at and, all. I mean, we've done it. And this we've is been this is the border town community that we love so much, as they're going to sit here and gather around and rally against Ryder Garris. With 2:14 to play here in the third, Anthony Panarello warming up with one thing, Cole Marinello. One thing that this team has to do, and you said it, come out and be angry about this. They need to use that anger in the right way. I've been on this side of things where I've came out and made dumb mistakes and caused myself to get penalties and caused my team issues. They need to be smart about this. Good hits. Smart things. They can't go crazy with trying to hurt the other team. Well, yeah, I mean, and it's not just, it, not so much that it's anger. It's more of, you know, you know, frustration. You want to play for your, your teammate. You want to go out there and give it all you can. And this is a really I, sad moment here. I, I'm not seeing a whole lot of movement here no, from Ryder. No, I'm telling you, Rick, Friday night football game at Boyertown, I don't think I've ever heard it this quiet. I think we're the only two people in the whole stadium talking, really. So the band is on a knee and the cheerleaders on a knee, and they're all gold tonight for childhood cancer which was represented today at Middle School West as well. Boardtown community really reaching out to these different, you know, causes that they have. Um, the Bark for Life at Bob Olock, you know, uh, household name here in Boyertown is doing up at the Holy Fair on October 3rd. You can register for that. You know, reaching out for the cancer uh, causes that we have here and fundraising that we do for that here in Boyertown. But Ryder Garris still down as the EMTs and trainers Discuss this one. Coach Jason Henley's out there with Coach Miller. All the coaches are out there. I mean, you, you don't know what to do. You never want to see this. Well, you saw Coach Henley in the very beginning of this situation and start talking to his lineman. And then, like you said, Eric, how much can you coach this right now with this kind of moment going on? No. you got to wonder, you know, What's the injury? I mean, and, and, and sometimes from up here, from this perspective, you know, you don't hear about it until later. And we had that with Griff Hummel. Mm -hmm. Griff Hummel, I talked to his father this week. He's doing a lot better. He's That's up good. and running around. So, but two weeks ago, why I'm missing? He's injured. And I honestly, for the life of me, until the third quarter, can't even tell yeah, what's I mean, wrong with him. Ends up in the ICU. I mean, who, you know, who knew? So, you know, he looks like he has a broken rib or, you know, a dislocated shoulder with, you know, ice on him and everything else. And then he ends up with a ruptured spleen and internal bleeding. And he ends up in. Um, you know, the ICU for two days. Then he's in the hospital for another three days. He's touch and go a little bit. I talk to his dad almost every day, um, trying to touch base with Paul Hummel, who runs the Optimist Basketball Organization mm -hmm. for Boyertown. And, you know, it's just tough to see him up here. And, unfortunately, you have to wait and kind of just see what, you know, is going to come of this and, and hear about it at some time later. Just not a lot of movement here, not a lot of – not a lot of indication as to no. how well he's doing or not. No, I, I, there's so many people around him. Hmm? So the community are rallying around here. Yeah. 
Yeah, you don't know at this point. Being in a football game, I did see the neck brace. You don't know. I mean, it, it could be head injury. It could be broken rib where he's, you know, having trouble catching his breath. I mean, you don't know at this point. I think that's that's the biggest problem. And that's the biggest fear, you yeah. know. And, and playing out there, they talk about that. And that's one of the things that Boardtown has always been um, very keen on was, you know, the tackling style, the heads-up tackling. And I know as a coach for the last 19 years, we have progressed in our tackling style. We had to take, we had to take, you know, yep. a training course in USA USA yep. tackling where you had to be certified in that. And the tackling style has changed a lot since we were kids. Absolutely, Eric. Rick. I you mean, know. there's there, there's numerous times that I say, I mean, that's tackling style. You always, you know, head on the ball. You know, head in the numbers. You know, now it's head to the side. You know, it's it's different. It's a di it's it, the football has evolved since we played. But the it's hit, like, yeah, it's and like the I was hit, saying the concussion thing when we played when I played. There was numerous times I'm pretty positive I have concussions. I mean, my wife will tell you that from being at home. So, yeah, I mean, and, and the tackle that you saw tonight on Ryder that's, that's put him down was the textbook tackle we were taught as kids. And that's mm -hmm. not the textbook tackle anymore. Nope. Where they teach you to kind of come up higher on the guy, which yep. we were always taught to stay low. Yep. Head in front, head on the ball, wrap, drive. Yep. And, and this, this was a pile driver tackle. And then we saw that again last week against Ryder. But he popped right back up. Yep. And, and this week, you got to wonder the way was he was. Was it a little <clears throat> bit of lingering injury maybe from last week? Well, I don't know. And, and the way he was driven into the ground, you got to be wondering about concussion, neck. you got to be worried about his shoulder. But the, as, as long as he's been down right now, you got to be worrying about a neck injury. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll take a quick break here as we're waiting to see what's going on with Ryder and the team rallies around him. 2-14 in the third. Owen J 27, Boardtown 14. You're listening to the Bears Sports Network. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <laughs> text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Seasons Cafe in Flying Hill scratches your gourmet itch. Chef Joe Church has been serving Redding's culinary community for 35 years with delicacies like sea bass, Norwegian trout, galamad, and the house favorite, sautéed soft-shell crabs. Seasons has a TripAdvisor rating of 4.9 out of 5 and serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner Wednesday to Sunday with a Sunday brunch to live for. That's Seasons Cafe in the Flying Hills Center. Check us out on Facebook for hours of operation. Back here at Bash Memorial Stadium, and uh, really haven't seen much movement out there in terms of Ryder Garris, and they're still attending to him. The team's still down on the knee. Just got an update from across town, though, Eric. Uh, Springford PV game. Spring PV just went up 21 to 14. It was tied up, so seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. PV has just taken the lead, and they got a barn burner over there too. And, and I kind of really knew that this pack was going to turn out like this between a couple of the powerhouse teams. I mean, Bordertown, Pottsgrove, PV, Springford. I knew it was going to kind of turn out like that. <laughs> 
There's something going on here, Rick. They're putting the, the gurney back in the ambulance, and there's a second ambulance coming in here. Maybe they don't have the equipment that they need, Eric? I don't know. I, I don't know. It's kind of weird, because they just put the gurney back in, oh, like they were going to put it back in the thing, but he's still on the ground. I mean, they would probably bring a second ambulance, because there is so much time left on the clock. I could see that, but to kind of wheel the gurney back away from the down player, I mean, this is something else. I'll tell you, we, you know, we got into this this year and two games back to back that are just things that you just don't expect to see. No. You know, it, you get a four overtime game, longest game in area history, and now you got a, a, you know, a key, amazing player and you know, hometown favorite here of Ryder Garris, sophomore, um, down on the field with a terrible injury. Obviously, at this point, as a second ambulance is going to come on the field. Not really sure what the reasoning behind that is but and again you you know you you want to thank the first responders for, for being so quick to this you can't say that enough no. i you know between you know the, the ambulance area and and we're we're board town guys so in the community you have you know the, the different first responders that we have here and, and they're friends of ours you know, yeah i mean they're they're and you got to think too like we're not a big city these guys these people these guys don't get paid i mean they're yeah. vol they're volunteering their time yeah, do to do job. this do a great job why I'm missing finished up with Fleetwood tonight, 48 to seven. So why I'm missing, kind of getting a little bit of a, a stretch with, yeah. with Fleetwood. And Fleetwood's, you know, the, 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 for a program that's that's up and coming. And like I said, they had their first shutout two weeks ago, and you know this week playing against a really tough Why I'm missing team. I mean, we had a tough time with them too. They put 35 yeah. up on Boyertown, um, but you know for Fleetwood they they put seven up on them. And and why I'm missing getting ready for a lot of recruitment there for sure so another gurney coming out here I don't know if the one was set up enough for Ryder or not and I just you know you can't say enough this is just absolutely terrible to see right now as yeah. Anthony Panarello left the field now came back on the field I'm telling you what it, it wouldn't have mattered if it be O and J you don't want to see this no you, know, you, you don't want to see this for, you know at any level but especially this level these kids have a whole long, you know, a whole lot of life left in him. That's some of the keys here. Yeah, yeah I'm thinking neck or back, Rick. They're bringing out the backboard. Robert Garris, the headline last week is he went off in Pottsgrove, and now, sadly enough, on the opposite end of things, as he was playing a very aggressive game here tonight. Decided to keep that one, and, and he learned some lessons last week on keeping it and when not to keep it, but this time, unfortunately, ends up in a hard, tough injury that we hope to hear about here soon. Still in the third quarter here, O&J Roberts, 27, Boyertown 14, and they're going to have to try and get back into this one, and there are a lot of heads bowed here right now in Boyertown, as I'm sure that they're lifting Ryder Garris up in prayer and hoping that he's okay tonight. And like you said, Eric, this is about the quietest I think I've ever heard this stadium. Yeah. I mean, Coach Miller, hopefully Coach Miller gets some time to talk to his players. I mean, you got, like I said, you got a, you got a lot of young kids that need to probably be settled down. I mean, they go to school with this kid. I mean, like, again, this community's family. I'm sure everybody's feeling it. So... The team gets hit last year, well, everybody gets hit last year with COVID, and they get a six-game season. Actually, Boardtown ends up with a seven-game season. 
O&J gets a six-game season. Pottsgrove got four games. Uh, we're coming out of that into opening up this season. And now I just read yesterday that Reading High School is shut down until further notice. They're shut down for COVID. Oh, wow. So until there's further testing coming back, they can't even announce a time when they can even resume practice at this point. There's not even a tentative date at this point. So they're shut down for COVID. Um, so hitting the area in that way as well as just, you know, the alterations in schedules and tending to Ryder Garris here. Yeah, they have his pads. They cut his jersey off. Yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, there's something. I'm thinking neck or back now that they have his shoulder pads and stuff off. It looks like they may or may not have taken his, yeah, kind of looks like he still may have his helmet on, so it could possibly be neck. Well, you'll be seeing. We'll, have to, we'll be back to Panarello here. Um, and that is going to obviously change the offense a little bit. You don't see as much with the option with Panarello. This changes everything, Rick. I mean, you're, you're going to have to get your heads, you know, these kids' heads back on their shoulders. It is a quiet. It is scary quiet here tonight. Area. Yeah, this this is. If I mean to see them take all of his pads, cut his jersey, and do all of that on the side on the on the middle of the field, there there's it's there's something. Yeah. No, it, this the scary part was as soon as he got hit and dropped. I mean, he didn't even move. That was what scared me the most. Mm -hmm. Is that he didn't even. He didn't oh, even his move his they took the helmet and face mask and everything off. our athletic director out there. I even see Coach uh, Coach Rick Salazzo out there. Uh, you won't come to a Boardtown game without seeing Coach Salazzo on the side. No, but I'm sure he knows these Absolutely. kids. You know, he knows all these kids. I'm sure he's feeling it, you know. Well, really, do you ever see this and Obviously, you don't ever want to see it, and it's one of the things as a parent you got to look at when you play a game like this. That it's unfortunate sometimes things that can happen on the field, and that's why we teach the way we do teach when we coach these kids on proper tackling, tackling style, and footwork to try to avoid the injuries that you do see like this. You could hear a pin drop here tonight Absolutely. at Bash Memorial Stadium. Even the coaches, I'm sure this is going to be super hard on the coaches too, like to get mentally back in, you know, back into things. You know, you're you have the coaches picking up shoulder pads and a cutoff jersey and you know helmet with no face mask. I mean, it's got to be hard on everybody, even for the players on the sideline to see that stuff. See if he's, uh, they have him on there, Eric. Yeah, they have him on the backboard. They do have his neck strapped down. I don't know. I can't. I don't really see him moving. You know. I can't tell if he's talking or anything. 
does look, I mean, they're strapping to him, you know, the orange brace around his neck, the whole nine. So a few years ago, we see Roman Marinello's older brother <clears throat> with a neck injury ends up coming back a year later and able to play. And, you know, Boardtown's had their fair share of, of injuries here just on this field. Um, and obviously, you know, nothing that you want to see here. Um, looks like they're moving him yeah. <clears throat> now. I mean, how do you how do you get started back with this one? I, I don't care if you're on O and J sideline or not. I mean, you know, watching this is it's it's hard to step back out on that field and try to resume play. And coach, coach yeah, coach standing down and having a prayer with him. So they'll move him over to <clears throat> the ambulance. As this oh, there's the hand with the thumbs up. He's got a hand with a thumbs up. You go, Garris. That's always good. Ryder Garris, this one's for you, buddy. We'll come back and try to get this one for you. Hang in there. It looks like his dad's shaking hands with all the players, too. Yeah, so Mike Garris, his father, a longtime coach here, all through the Optimus program. Uh, I did coach with him at second grade, my oldest played on that team and uh, he's let's take a quick break here real fast and uh, as they get back get ready to get back to play and the tough one here is Owen Jay's up 27 to 14 with 214 to play in the third here on the Bears Sports Network. back here as TJ Miller's bringing him in. He's bringing the whole team in, and I'm, he's going to have a talk with them. I'm telling you what, Rick, you know, as much... You're you going to see a different team here, Eric. Yeah, I mean, it, it's going to... I hate to say it, but I think the Wildcat crawled into the wrong den, and I think they awoke the hibernating bear right now. Just hearing how our fans erupted, it, it was shaking the box. I mean, yeah, Owen Jay said, hey, we love you, Seven. They're reaching out. It was a fluke thing, but... Our fans, I think right now, and our team is going to win this for Ryder. Yeah, gut punch to this team right now, but one that looks like they're going to come back, and T.J. Miller comes in there, he brings them in, and now he's letting them go. He's he's letting them do it together. The seniors are going to lead them on this one. And uh, I think, you know, it remains to be seen, obviously, but you're going to see a different team here. There's a lot of aggression. Leo Egby's fired up. Panarello's warming up his arm. Uh, you know, hopefully they're able to keep the discipline, keep it together, and go back. And, and you got a, a hard hit. Yeah. I mean, it, not a clip. Nope. Not an accidental injury. Not a, a, a hamstring pull. Nope. Not some. Not a groin. Not something. Just a hard, hard pile I mean, driving it's hit. It's one of those hits that you're gonna. It, it's it's it was a good tackle. I mean, I know it may not have been what we teach the kids now or what it. It was a good tackle. 
things happen. I mean, you can have a good block and sprain a knee or break a knee or, you know, it, it was a good hit. So Coach has them out on the field warming up a little bit. They got Co a couple extra minutes. Do you notice here. what Coach has in his hand? That's that's his cutoff jersey. He's holding the jersey still. Yeah. Well, this is a fired-up Boretown team and a fired-up Boretown fans as they were pumping the stands. We love you, Seven. Uh, Ryder Garris, sophomore here, um, really coming into his own. He starts off and on every other series in the second uh, game of the season here, every other series with Panarello. So Panarello starts the first game. They switch out against Exeter. They go into wide missing. It's all Panarello. Garris comes in for one, one play just to give Panarello a blow. And then we come back here. Uh, Potsgrove, he plays a great game. And then tonight looking like he was actually just a really more disciplined player yes. than he was last week. Absolutely. So, I mean, you saw he the learned. same Garris. You saw the same play yep. style. But you saw that he developed in the one week that TJ had to work with him and yep. really get him to work on that your option. Exactly. You know, when to pitch it, when not to pitch it, when to run it. And obviously, you know, looking at the, the play where he went down, he made the right decision yeah, by running the ball. Yeah, he absolutely 100% made the right decision to run the ball. And, and you said it. You, you're seeing him and the team as a whole. They're developing each week, learning from what they're doing wrong, learning from their little bitty mistakes. I mean, this game would be a closer game with a couple miscues, a couple penalties. It would be a different ball game. It'd probably be 14 nothing Boyertown or 14-7 to or still 14-14. So the ambulance still on the field here. The other, that's the other ambulance. Yeah. So that, no, Garris, yeah, yeah, Garris is on his way, but the other ambulance still here on the field. I like that jersey on the jersey on the on the bench. Well, you got the taste of blood, I guess you could say. I mean, mm -hmm. I hate to say it like that, but you know, try to get your boys fired up and let them remember that their boy is headed to somewhere that they don't ever want to be on a Friday night. They'd rather be here under the lights, taking care of business with the rest of their brothers. And Boyertown football, I mean, you know, it, it really is a brotherhood. Absolutely. 120%. Something that I'm proud to be a part of, and I know you are, Eric, and that Absolutely. we were able to, to play together here. And that's something you don't forget. And the players that don't move on to the college level or to the to the uh, pros or anything like that, I mean, you still have that brotherhood. I, I still like running into places with my kids and saying, you know, how do you know him? I played football with him, you know. And, oh, and Jay will warm up out there in the end zone. On the left side, Port Town starting oh, having a conversation. I see the refs coming over and talking to TJ. I'm wondering if maybe we get a different officiating crew after this. Yeah, I I, I, I don't think know. It changes to, morale no matter it, what. Yeah, I mean, do do they now? Are they going to call crazy hits and are they going to be watching that? Like you again, you don't know what's. What's coach going to do? Is he maybe not going to run the option so much to, since he only has the one quarterback? Like, Well, you never you, really saw yeah. Panarello run the option all that much. Yeah, you know, he's a power yeah. horse running back. He's a, he's a lot bigger in size. He's a yep. senior, right? So, or no, sorry, he's a junior. But you do see a bigger size quarterback out of Panarello. I don't think you have the speed, right? No. You still have the athleticism. And he still hey, had the arm. Hey, I mean, you do have the height. Maybe maybe I mean, you see some passing, you know? Well, you know, first game by Upper Perk in the first half on the Friday night, he throws two touchdowns. Panarello can throw the ball. So so we got second and nine. Boyertown's got the ball. Panarello, he'll bring him to the line. Brandon Shane split left. We're back at it here at Boyertown. 
It's a big, big right now for Boyertown. Panarello under center. Handoff to Egby up the middle. He'll fight for a few. Getting about three on the play there. Panarello comes to the sideline directly to Coach Miller. He'll get the call, and you got you got to imagine a much far, more fired up team here, even more than they were going into that injury. And Panarello again under center. Oaks split left. Egby fullback. Blitz coming. Yep. I think he stepped up a little I bit. I think he did soon. too. Yeah. That's got to be offsides against O and J. And you got to, you know, and you've seen it a couple times tonight where O and J showed blitz, not gone blitz. Showed yep. blitz came, rushing, try to throw them off a little bit because you got to imagine, you know, Coach Coakley's got to know he's got a very like Bortown has a very diverse backfield. So that'll be against first down the Wildcats. And that'll give Boretown a first down. Panarello under center. Oaks split left. Egby up the middle. Panarello's going to keep it. He'll drive up for about four yards up to the Wildcats' 30-yard line. That first down was brought to you by In-Home Oxygen on the web at inhomeoxygen.net. Boretown moving the ball here a little bit. One minute left in the third quarter. Down two scores. Panarello in at quarterback for the injured Ryder Garris. You can kind of see Coach, it looks like the offense is kind of running a little slow right now. I think he's letting him get back in the game, yeah, get, yeah. You know, getting a little loose. Didn't want to come right out and go nuts on him. Panarello in the gun, he'll drop back to pass. I knew it was coming. He's looking right to his man Oaks on the left side, but not going to gain anything on that. They had a quick conversation coming out of the huddle. Kind of yeah. looked like they were going to have something going on there, but... I mean, he gained a little bit. The, the ref was, you know, gave him that little bit of a forward progress. Gained about maybe one or two. Yeah, I, honestly, it looked like he was caught right there at the 30. Now they're up at the ONJ 28, but hey, we'll take it. Yeah. So a third and six with 20 seconds to play in the third. See if they get this one off before the end of the quarter. Panarello on the hard count. Hand off to Egby up the middle. He might gain three on that one. Might be a first down. Gonna be close. This will take oh, us to is. the end of oh, this will take us to is. the end of the quarter. That's so at the end of the third quarter here, we got 27 0 and J, 14 Boyertown. Boyertown have a fourth down when we come back. You're listening to the Bears Sports Network. In-Home Oxygen has all the products you need to reduce strain, improve ligament stability, and protect healing tissue. We will work with your orthopedic specialist to treat chronic pain, overuse injuries, sprains, strains, and arthritis. We also offer solutions for injury prevention, pre- and post-surgery treatment, and rehabilitation from the leading manufacturers in the field. No matter the brace you need, In-Home Oxygen offers low- and high-impact bracing solutions for everyday activities and sports. Our fit specialists can help you get back to your favorite activities today and experience a better quality of life. That's in home oxygen and medical equipment on the web at inhomeoxygen.net. Back here at Bash Memorial Stadium as we get ready to start the fourth quarter, and I just got a score come in. So, first place Wilson goes down to Mannheim Central tonight. Mannheim 24, Wilson 21. That's that's a big that's a big game right there. That's big for Mannheim. Fourth and one, we're going for it. So fourth and one from the 25. 
Agby's gonna take it right yeah. up the middle, oh, and he'll get one and he's more. He's going. taking the whole line with him, and I yeah, you got him. Oh man, that aggression there from Leo Agby. He's still on his feet, Eric. I think he's still pushing, still pushing. Yeah, the refs didn't blow that whistle, no, no, and I'm I mean, surprised. Yeah, I, I'm very surprised. I mean, he gained probably 10 after the hit. 10. He took 10 guys with him yeah. on the 10. <laughs> that, that's that's something that the refs have to be careful with. You don't want to do. see anybody get hurt in that situation. They do, but Leo Egby's pumping them legs as we yeah. always teach them. I mean, pump, yep. pump, 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 pump. So Boyertown down to about the 11-yard line of the Wildcats. They're driving in. We got 11.30 left to play in this game. Egby... And he up gets the it middle, again. but he's not going to go anywhere on that one. So Jason Oak split out wide on the stalk. Panarello comes to the edge for the signal from Coach Miller. He'll get the call. What a game we got here! Panarello bring him up to the line. Jason Oaks split right, Boretown moving left to right on the field here. Panarello hand off to Marinello. He's gonna go right up the sideline, up the yeah. middle and in for the score, Roman Marinello. Ryder Garris, that one is for you. 10.43 yes, to play here in the game and Roman Marinello puts him back on the board. Jason Oaks with a fantastic block. I mean, the whole line opens up. Yeah. He runs off tackle to the right side. We go Egby, 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 and then Marinello straight out of the tailback spot, coming out of the eye. Now Marinello will hold this one for Zach Foskey as he's getting ready to kick the extra point. It's up. Oh, it's blocked. So Zach Foskey's extra point is blocked by Owen J. So Owen J misses a field goal. Boyertown block or gets blocked on one. So now... You know, you, you got a one-score game here. Boretown down by seven. And we have 10.43 to play here in this one. We'll take a quick break. Stay tuned to this one. You're listening to the Bears Sports Network. Penn State Health St. Joseph is here for all your health and wellness needs. We have all the components to get you back to the health you need. Our primary care physicians and specialists see you soon. Our urgent care centers see you quickly. Our emergency room sees you now, and our on-demand app sees you anytime. Whether it's our primary care, urgent care, emergency care, or on-demand care, Penn State Health St. Joseph delivers the best care anywhere. Visit us on the web at thefutureofhealthcare.org. Back here at Bears Memorial Stadium is Roman Marinello just punches one in there for Boyertown to bring him within seven against the Wildcats with 10.43 to play. Foskey's going to kick this one low and deep all the way back into the end zone. That'll be a touchback, kind of what you're looking for right now. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. give him the ball deep in the territory. Don't give him an opportunity to bring this one back. You could tell he was, he was upset about not getting that field goal in. So another score just comes in from Malvern Coach, Prep. Coach Miller getting the ups with Foskey. <laughs> Malvern Prep, 37 to seven over Burks Catholic tonight. A little surprising there as well. So some big games tonight, not going the way that you know you would actually think, especially in Burks County. Any given Friday night, Rick? I suppose so. So Reed under center, <clears throat> under center. Owen Jay will start this one from their own 20. Avery up the middle. 
He'll carry for about eight on that one, so that'll bring up about a second and two for Owen J. Hey, this this is, needs to be a big stop for Boyertown. Boyertown Huge. needs a big stop. Make a statement right here, yes, right now. Sir. Now, you make a stop. Mm -hmm. You get a score. Yep. You get the extra point. Onside kick. Get the ball back to score again. That's me. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. these are questions yeah. that you got to ask Depends yourself the as time. a coach. The last, the last series, Boyertown took a lot of time off the clock. Reed under center. Way oh, over his head. Oh, Boyertown's oh. got to jump on that one. Reed will be brought down back at the 10-yard line. Ooh, so a miscue huge, from the Wildcats. That hurts them. And that's not the first time you see that tonight no. against or with O&J. You know, the snap, not there. And also, you know, you got to think about you know, any miscues right now is going to be very, very costly. So tonight, Schuylkill Valley 28 to 8 over Kutztown. Remember Kutztown? We talked about that two weeks ago. Kutztown had 76 points they put up on the board. <laughs> and tonight, they fall to Schuylkill Valley 28 to 8. So. This is a big play right here. Big third down stop right Reed here. Reed out of Board the gun. Down. Spread trips left. He's back to pass. He's deep. He's throwing deep down the sideline. He's got his man at the 40. Roman Marinello will bring him down. Avery Grimm will catch that one right at the 40-yard line. I they, mean, they right need, down. The, that's yeah. a seam pass. You yeah, know? They needed that stop. So the strong safety comes over to the top. Boardtown can't capitalize on the bad field position for Owen Jay. Owen Jay will get a first down here and move this one up. Yeah, we so. need that stop. I mean, we're not out of it yet. They still haven't made it over the 50, but we, we needed that stop. Third and... Three sticks, two sticks. I mean, that was huge. So this first down is brought to you by Penn State Health, St. Joseph's Primary Care, Urgent Care, Emergency Care, On-Demand Care, the best care anywhere on the web at thefutureofhealthcare.org. Michael Reed hands off to Avery Grimm, but he's he going to get yeah, he's gonna brought down by anywhere. the entire defensive line. So Luke Ordway and Kate Sennett and Anthony Panarello orchestrating that one there for the stop. We'll have about a four-yard loss on that one. With 8.50 left to play in this game. Boardtown only down by seven. Owen J, some miscues, but still moving the ball here a little bit. Showing what they can do with Avery Grimm. But again, shut him down. You shut down the Wildcats. Yeah. We you have not see seen anybody else except for Avery Grimm tonight. No. I mean, you could see it last week. We, I mean, we shut down Bronson. You know, we, we, you know, he still had some yards on, but his yards were a, a few big plays. Well, you know, Brunson runs for 101 yards last yeah. week. Which is a good game, but he did that in four overtimes and four four quarters. Yep. So ultimately, you know, Reed out of the gun, two left, one right. Avery, Anthony Panarello comes in, but it looks like he might have jumped the gun and come in just a little too soon. I mean, I think too. He, Bronson also had 25 attempts. Not a terrible, terrible average there. But he was definitely struggling. I mean, yeah. the Boyertown front four really gave him a hard time there. <clears throat> Again, costly penalty right there. Costly penalty on Boyertown. So a second and six for the Wildcats on their own 46-yard line. Big stop, guys. 8.20 to play in this one. Reed out of the gun, handoff to Avery Grimm up the middle. He's going to go. He's going to be tripped up and brought down at the 30. And I'll tell you, one shoelace caught right there. Otherwise, he was going to the house. Yep. That was great blocking on the offensive line right there. It looked like Boyertown switched up their defensive front right, right before the snap. And it might have been one of those formation holes that happen with defense sometimes. 
you're shifting to the strong side, you give up that one A gap. If a linebacker makes a misstep, just a guy in front of him can block him from making a tackle. So Selwyn's Grove takes care of Muhlenberg tonight. 20 to three, Muhlenberg goes down. Another Berks County team going down tonight hard. Michael Reed in the gun, hand off to Avery Grimm. Oh, is he a smacked in the mouth? And he's taken down by one, two, three, four. I don't know who was the first, but I'll tell you right now, the rest of the line came right up with him. It was uh, our boy Gavin again, Rick. Gavin Chamberlain. Boyertown pushing hard back here. It's just the big plays. <clears throat> Not able to contain Avery Grimm on them when he slips away there and he can, you know, He's catching the ball, he's running the ball. <clears throat> a lot going on there. You ain't kidding on that. It looks like they're just pounding the ball to run time off the clock at this point. Motion right, right to left. Reed's gonna hand off to Avery Grimm around the sideline. He'll be brought down by Cade Sennett. There is a flag on the play. I think it may be all sides, which would be really good for Boyertown at this play. So Panarello brings him down. <laughs> so with 6.49 to play in this one, Boyertown down by seven. O and J's driving. They got a second and 12 here on the Boyertown 32. Yep, it was on O and J. So Governor Mifflin over Episcopal Academy, 49 to 20. Singleton, Nick Singleton, we talked about him first First, he owns the record in Berks County right now for most rushing career records ever. 289 yards tonight, 18 carries, and six touchdowns tonight. Wow. I mean, Penn State commit, you know. Is that Coach Barkley up there? Coach, oh, Coach, Coach Franklin was there last week watching him. Oh, so interception! Picks so picks yeah. off. Boretown picks it off and runs it back to the OJ 45. He saw that one coming the whole way. Is that Shane or Ordway? That's our boy Ordway. So Luke Ordway, big touchdown in overtime yep, last week. Man. He comes up like a receiver. I mean, comes right up and takes that one right from him. We said it. Big stop by big. We needed a big stop, and right there, Ordway come, came through for us. So Boyertown takes over on the O and J forty-five, and we got six thirty-five to play. Hang on to your seats here, folks. We got a game. Panarello brings him up to the line. He's under center. Jason Oaks split far right. Egby up the middle. Holding on tight to that ball. He'll gain about three on that one. So big, big, big turnover there for Boyertown. And it's something that they didn't do well. I mean, they turned over the ball a lot in the first couple weeks. Haven't really turned anything. They didn't turn over anything last week. Really nothing tonight. Nope. Other than and even the Exeter the, game was kind of close until uh, uh, Leo Egby kind of made that one fumble that gave uh, Exeter the momentum. But last week we didn't have any of those. Penarello brings him to the line, same set, out of the eye. He's back to pass. He's got Jason Oaks done to 40. Oaks is going to take the sideline, stiff arm one, be taken down at the 35-yard line. Coach Miller is not happy with that. With that. Uh, the late hit yeah, the out of the sideline here, and they're not calling it. He's telling his boys, get back on the field. Stay focused right now. Yep. We lost Ryder. We don't want any nonsense. Nope. We got to win this game, and this is the only Five way to minutes, do it. Five you know, about, say, six minutes left on the clock. You're driving the ball. Just keep pounding it. So move the chains. 
up to the wild, up to the Wildcats 34-yard line. You're driving. You got a first and ten. 5:49 left to play in this one. You Down by seven. It, you want to take enough time off the clock? Here comes the blitz. Eggby. Nope. Oh no. That's Anthony Panarello's going to keep it on an end around. He'll fake the handoff. He's up to the 20-yard line, and we're moving the sticks again here, Eric. Yeah. We got 5:41 to play, and we got in the. I mean. One thing I did mention to Coach Miller when I did speak with him this week, we talked for we talked for 20, 25 minutes and had a great conversation. And, we, and I told him, I said, Coach, you know, that, that game that you, you guys pulled out last week in four overtimes, that was a complete effort from the coaching through the players. You yeah. know, icing the kicker you three times. See, you can see it right now, Rick. It, it's coming through. Panarello under center. Egby in the eye. They read that play. Uh, O&J read that play. There was nothing going on right there. You, 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 well, you run the decoy. Yeah. You got 5.15 to play right now. Letting it get down under five minutes, maybe. So about a one-yard loss on that one. Coach Miller is telling it, you know, calm down. Let's get this one in there. We still got enough time on the clock. Well, now you got to start thinking. You got five minutes left to play. You get in there, you punch one in, you go for two. No, we can win in overtime. Maybe, I mean, so maybe. You, you get four overtimes last week, and you punch it in within the first two. I mean, I don't know. You saw some. I mean, you did just have a block kick. Maybe there's something going on with your field goal unit. Maybe you go for two. Panarello hands off to Marinello around the side, but he'll be brought down for about a three-yard loss. And Owen Jay says, nah, we were on to that one. So that'll bring up a third down for the Bears. Here's another question, Rick. You got five minutes. Well, you're down to 4.30 now. You're, clock you're ticking. Foskey's range. You don't need Foskey. You need seven right now. I know, but yeah. get some points on the score. Your defense just came off a. Of, yeah. Your defense just came off of a stop. A big stop. So you got about a third in Arizona here as we go with four almost four minutes left to play in this one. Panarello in the gun. Here comes the blitz. Deep down the sideline. Brandon oh, that was a flag. That's, that's brought a down move. by the defender, but no flag at all. That's, yeah, that's come on. No flag called on that one at all. He is dragged down by the cornerback, Luke or and Brandon the, Shane. Where town fans get into it. So uh, incomplete. Right fourth here, and Rick. seventeen. I mean, you got four minutes left. You're going for yeah. it here. I mean. It, I, you know, I, I question sometimes, you, you know, you, you, you go back and forth and you want to question things. This one, my, my, my Lord, my Lord, my yeah. Lord. Come I, on. I don't know how you. I mean, the receiver was in front of the defender. Not sure how you, how you sleep at night on that one. Jersey. So, Panarello in the gun, two receivers split right. You know he's going to the pass. He's looking. Oh, he's hit. He's hit hard. So Boardtown doesn't convert. Owen Jay will take over on downs, and I, you know, that's the offensive line just. They, Owen Jay, I think, blitzed and overpowered the offensive line on that one. Yeah, but you know, you got to pass down the five-yard line, and I, I think that's the talk of the area next week. I, I, I don't understand how, how that one ends up. So Owen Jay will take over with 3:55 to play in this one. Coach Henley and Coach Miller are all over the officials on this one. I, I'm frankly, I'm kind of surprised Coach Miller hasn't been thrown out of this game. No, no, and you know what? I think <laughs> I, I don't blame him either. I want to get, I want to run down there and get thrown out for him. So 3:55 to play. Reed's in the gun. Boardtown on the blitz. Avery Grimm up the middle. He's gonna break free at the 40. Out to the 45, 50, 45, 40, Whoa. and he'll go down. No whistles. 
So a host of whistles back around the 40-yard line. I'm not sure what this is all about just yet. Coach Miller, I, I'm kind of surprised the man hasn't had a heart attack in the last two weeks. Yeah, good thing he's fit. <laughs> I mean, if I would, I'd already have a heart attack. I'm trying to figure out what I don't see a flag, but I hear whistles. Did man, they? I, they might have said he had a knee down because he he bobbled as he went through the, into the secondary. He might have actually got his knee down, and they might have called him down. Uh, I think you're right, Rick, because I see the chains moving. Yeah. So they're going to give him the first down. He'll come up to the border town or to their own 39-yard line that here. That was a give back for the. Uh, I thought the same call. thing. I, <laughs> I thought the same thing. It, it's. But I will say he wasn't getting past Jason Oaks because Jason Oaks ran from the other side of the field, and he was right in front of him again. So, 3.35 to play in this one. Reed will bring him up to the line. Motion right to left. Handoff to Avery Grimm. Round the end. Kate Sennett getting blocked, not able to. Got a flag on the play. Roman Marinello will bring him down I, I across the midfield. Finally saw the holding call, and DJ Miller's He's, I, the I, ref. I think, uh, honestly, if Coach Miller had a pedometer on tonight, I think he's got oh, 12 yeah. miles. Oh, I, yeah. I honestly, up and down the sideline. But you know what? He's showing his passion, and you can see the passion kind of filtering over to his players. So just real quick, we'll talk about the player of the game tonight, Eric. And, and we, we mentioned his name quite a bit in the pregame because of how he stepped up last week. Really played a great game, plays both sides of the ball. You know, you, you got him playing at, you know, safety. You got him playing at receiver. And he has a huge interception tonight. Yeah, yep. Luke Ordway. Yep. He turned the tide. And it, I mean, hopefully, I mean, still three minutes left. I mean, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, I mean, I have to agree. He did fantastic. So Luke Ordway, your gridiron services player of the game. The player of the game is brought to you by Gridiron Services, full service property maintenance, building and remodeling. Call Justin Connick at 484-614-0670. Gridiron Services, make the call. We do it all. And Justin, you know, you got you can't say enough about Justin in the community, but no. he actually came up to the booth here tonight yep. just to check and see if we had heard anything about Ryder Garris because of how involved he is. And, and I talked to the Coach Miller this week, and he said that him and Justin talk all the time during the week. Justin I mean, doing a lot of work huge, here. I mean, he's the <clears throat> Legion coach. I mean, he's but doing he's a lot of work the, here. Yeah, he's doing the, redoing the stadium. I yeah, mean. doing a lot of work here right at, at, at the stadium here and such a pivotal person in this community. He, he, he was where Ryder Garris was. I mean, he was a quarterback right. for this team. So, Luke Ordway, your Gridiron Services player of the game tonight, and thoughts and prayers still on Ryder Garris and how he's doing right now. And I'm hoping to hear something tonight before it gets too late. Yeah. 3.04 left to play in this one. Owen J. First, you had a first and eight right now. They're up by seven. Again, Coach Miller's talking to the officials. I don't. I think he's not happy with the spot of the ball. You you could argue so many things right now, and and obviously there's going to be some sort of, you know, something brought up to the PIAA this week about these calls. And then we've seen the same officiating crew here in past weeks. You know, not not new to Boyertown. <clears throat> so 
So the officials are still having a conference out here as Coach Miller standing by to watch this one. I, and, and besides Coach Miller pacing, our friend down here, Jason Henley, Coach yeah. Henley, I mean, <laughs> yeah. he's... He, he probably don't have soles on his shoes after this one. Now, the last two games, Eric, we, we, we got involved in this, you know, this year for the first time, and I feel like it's been the test of fate all the way through. We, yeah. we get a four overtime, we get a barn burner back and forth. Now we got to, you know, we see Ryder Garris go down tonight and so many changes going back and forth. Um, you know, and, and it's got to come down to the last minutes. I mean, you're down by seven, and we already saw an, or, an interception by Ordway. Maybe, you know, if I'm Owen Jay, I'm not passing the ball right now. No, I, I don't know. I mean, you come out passing, you, you get a pick six, and now you're in a situation. Yeah, I mean, you got that seam pass, though. They haven't went back to it, and they had that nice seam pass they threw that, that burned us right at the middle. And, you know, this is a this right here is a test of the fact that this I is I mean, at yet. this point, you got first and eight, three minutes left. Your running back's a horse. Just I'm just give running the ball. ball. Give him the ball and run the clock out. Yeah, I'm just running it on this one, honestly, you know. So the whistle blows, and we're going to finally resume play here after a long conversation between, well, the coaching staff at Boardtown and the officiating crew having a conference as well. So Michael Reed under center. Two split right, one left. Avery Grimm in the backfield. It's going to be a handoff to Grimm straight up the middle of Boardtown. Will blitz and bring him down. Maybe a one-yard gain on that play. He's brought down by Nick Panarello. You got to figure that all these boys are looking for some kind of redemption for absolutely, Ryder. Absolutely, absolutely. 2.24 left to play here as the Wildcats face a second and four from their own 45-yard line. The clock will continue to tick, 2.14. Michael Reed will stay in the gun. Tight formation. He's going to be yes, met hard. Marinello, Gavin Chamberlain, Nick Panarello, Anthony Panarello. So that's going to bring up a third down. I, you can't. You got to give words on the credit. I mean, the the aggressiveness is there. It's just the few plays where you get caught off guard yeah, by Avery couple, Grimm. A couple, a couple position mistakes, a couple slip ups. I mean, we saw it in Pod. We saw it in Podsgrove that when Jason Oaks made that slip, and he slipped and gave up a you know a little bit bigger of a play. Uh, a couple penalties here and there. Little things like that make or break the game. It's not huge. It's little things. One or two plays are making made this score nothing major you know we haven't been dominated or anything like that <clears throat> so a timeout here and we're going to stay right here and see this one through we got a an aggressive game here at boyertown as ONJ is up 27 to 20. ONJ misses a field goal boyertown gets a field goal blocked two extra points that didn't hit the board tonight for either team so you're faced here with 27 to 20 with two minutes left to play anything I mean anything can happen here we saw that again last week at Pottsgrove and we saw the interception tonight by Luke Wardway which was a key key play of the game tonight you got to wonder you know you're faced with a third and six here you got Avery Grimm he can get the six for you get that first down I mean if he gets that first down you're keeping the clock moving here 
We'll resume play. Michael Reed will bring him to the line. He's in the gun. Two receivers split left, one split right. Last time we saw this, we saw the pass. Let's see what we got here. Man in motion. We got an end around. Not going to get the no, first down on that one. that first down. Roman Marinello on the stop there for Boyertown. Looks like about a fourth and two. So Boyertown, Coach Miller will call a timeout. Coach Miller call a timeout. We'll take a quick timeout break here. We'll be right back listening to the Bears Sports Network. To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen. By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Back here at Bash Memorial Stadium, 156 left to play. 27, Owen J, 20, Boyertown. We're faced with a fourth and two. Big stop right here, big stop. Blyler just had a big talk with them. They're stacking the box. They didn't I get don't know it. he got it. He dives for it. Looks like he's going to get no, the first there, down. No, he was stopped. Let's see where they spot this one. It looks like they're going to move the sticks. Timeout called by the officials. I mean, it, it, the amount of changes and things that yeah, are involved I mean, where, in this where game. That, where that ball is spotted, I don't understand if they're going to measure this. Well, he dives forward. The question is, are his knees down by the group that got him? I know, but they they spotted the ball on the line, but the chain's back like two yards. I don't understand. They're going to give it to him like – Unless it's the angle I'm looking at, it already looks like a first down. No, it, <clears throat> so the first down was, is marked at 49-yard line, and the ball's on the 50. So it's pretty clear to me. I mean, unless they just want to make sure. And they're going to give him the first yeah, down. Yeah, I don't imagine. understand. I, it, it, you know, I, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of interesting things have transpired here tonight at Boyertown. So, Owen J gets the first down with 151 to play, and <clears throat> I, I don't know how much more Boyertown can do here. I mean, if you're Owen J, you're Wildcats, you're, you're thinking running this one. I mean, Reed's under center instead of in the gun. He's got split on either side, slot yeah. left, wing left. They're just gonna run the ball now. You got you got a minute thirty left. You gotta hope for a fumble here. The miracle in the middle ends. Yeah, like yeah, like last weekend in overtime. I'll uh, take a name. Yep. But Boyertown calls a timeout. So Merle Reese once said it. You know. Years ago, New York beat writer writes a book, 
no medals for Valor, and there aren't in this game, but ultimately you got to look at the fact that, give Boratown credit, they fought tooth and nail, they have a huge, huge injury to their team, and not just a small injury where he comes off to the sideline, he's carted out on the ambulance. Yep. You got Luke Ordway steps up with a huge interception. Could have turned it around. Looks like it could have been something to turn this game completely around. I, you know, a, a very controversial call. Again, though, mm. but you know, we we joke around. I <clears throat> joked around about the interception earlier. You know, we joke around about that. I, I really think at this point, I mean, and we were taught this growing up. Don't leave it to the officials. Right. Win right. the game. <clears throat> make it so that you. Yeah, they, you don't you know, leave it yeah. to them. You don't leave it. To the fact that you can't blame it on them. You you have to play to win. You have to play, you know, in, in whatever it takes to get the W. And tonight, you lose your quarterback. <clears throat> you change your offense. And not able to come in, come up with a big stop here against the Wildcats as they take a knee. So a second and 11 for the Wildcats with 122 to play. Owen J 27, Boyertown 20. Reed will bring him to the line, tight formation. He's probably going to take a knee again. <clears throat> Michael Reed will take a knee. If I'm not mistaken, Coach Miller has used all his timeouts. Yeah. So with 110, again, the clock's going to keep. Yeah, hitting. the score is 20 to seven, but Boyertown did not play a bad game. You saw some mistakes. Look at Coach Henley yelling at the official down there. Well, at this point, why do you care if you get thrown out? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, Reed on a third and 12. We'll take another knee here, and that should wrap this one up. So the clock will continue to run as Boyertown will be taken down by the Wildcats 27 to 20 here at Bash Memorial Stadium. A tough, tough game emotionally, physically, and it you know leads some questions moving forward into next week against Springford. So as the clock winds down to the final seconds, we'll take a quick break here. We'll come back for a little post-game quick commentary. You're listening to the Bears Sports Network. Seasons Cafe in Flying Hill scratches your gourmet itch. Chef Joe Church has been serving Redding's culinary community for 35 years with delicacies like sea bass, Norwegian trout, galamad, and the house favorite, sautéed soft-shell crabs. Seasons has a TripAdvisor rating of 4.9 out of 5 and serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner Wednesday to Sunday with a Sunday brunch to live for. That's Seasons Cafe in the Flying Hills Center. Check us out on Facebook for hours of operation. Back here to wrap this one up at Bash Memorial Stadium as the Bears will shake hands with the OJ Roberts Wildcats tonight as they fall to the Wildcats 27-7 in what was just a insane you know, game from the beginning to end. Boyertown comes out, two plays, touchdown. O&J, first play, touchdown. So within three plays, we had two scores up on the board. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's an emotional game. We came out guns a-blazing. 
the the injury took a lot of time. We never really got. I think after that injury, we never really got our feet back under us. It's emotional. Like I said, these young kids, an injury like that, it's going to be hard to bounce back from that. I think this week will really show a lot of guts for this team. So Bordertown will line up here in the end zone as this one wraps up. And you got to be wondering about Ryder Garris right now and yep. worried about him and, and praying for him tonight as we wonder, you know, what exactly is the extent of his injury, you know, and want to give some time for him and his family to be together as he uh, they try to evaluate him and see what's going on there. So Bordertown will travel, will stay home rather next week in a homestand. They'll stay home here and then Springford will come to visit. Springford goes down tonight to PV 28 to 14, and we and we talked about this. PV's got season. a good team. PV is an incredible team this year, um, and and, and the contender for Lee, the contender for Lee, the contender for the Pac Championship this year. Yep. So, Boyertown, some things to work on, some really great things they saw tonight. Just couldn't put a stop to Avery Grimm. He was the powerhouse and the force to be reckoned with as far as opening up the seam into the secondary. Couldn't put a stop to him. So we will keep our thoughts to Ryder Garris tonight, and we will wrap this one up here in Boyertown as we move next week uh, on to Springford yeah. here at home. So join us here next week, 6.45 for the pregame, and then 7 o'clock for kickoff yeah. as we face a tough Springford team, even though they lost tonight to PV. Yeah, they're, they're, Springford's always tough. I and mean, Coach, they've been tough since we played them. So we'll get ready for that one. Tune in right here next week for myself, Rick Hunter, my partner, Eric Busher, and producer, Kieran Nicely. Thanks for joining us here tonight. We'll see you next week on the Bears Sports Network. Thank you for joining us for Boyertown Bears football on the Bears Sports Network. The game has been brought to you by Penn State Health St. Joseph on the web at thefutureofhealthcare.org and in-home oxygen and medical equipment at inhomeoxygen.net. Join us next week as the Bears hit the road again to battle the Springford Rams. This has been a presentation of Jerry Gellif Media. Good night. <laughs>